Good morning. It's Danger Dan here in the talk shop. I just got back from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Me and my wife and, and Knives Made by Nick had an amazing time at the Mama Tried show. Uh, racing Friday night at Flat Out Friday is always a fucking highlight as well. We got to record some podcasts that we'll be dropping in the next coming up upcoming weeks on the Mama Tried Flat Out Friday podcast, so stay tuned for that. Today's guest is my friend Oliver Peck. You may know him from a show called Ink Masters, or maybe you've been tattooed by him up at Elm Street Tattoo or Heart and Hand. He's got a bitchin' uh, apparel company called Cheap Thrills and also has a screen printing company called Anchor. Uh, dude, Oliver is a fucking inspiration to me and many others. He's a staple in the antique motorcycle and chopper community, and it's always a pleasure to have him on the show. So let's get into it. That was Thou Shalt Not Hassle by Extermination Day. Thank you, Zach. Check out Heavy Clothing at heavyclothing, heavy.bigcartel.com. Zach, thank you for uh, hooking me up with the THC, CBD, infused booze. Uh, the collaboration you did with Nordic Brewery, uh, It's uh, <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to see what we did with that on the Mama Tried podcast. The guys were not stoked. I was laughing my ass off. Anyhow, we got a bunch of new dates coming up. Um, I guess Daytona Bike Week is coming up next. March 4th is the Sons of Speed Race at New Smyrna Speedway. March 5th, we're doing a chopper show just like last year at the Harley-Davidson Footprint at the International Speedway. March 8th is another chopper show at Giuseppe's Pizzas. Dude, and JoJo's spot is fucking phenomenal. Whether you make it to one of these shows or not, make sure you stop by Giuseppe's in Orange. Is it Orange Beach? Yeah. Dude, it's fucking amazing. March 9th is Willie's Tropical Tattoo Show. After Daytona, we are headed to Arizona to go to the Prowl in Bisbee, March 18th and 19th. And if you've never been to Bisbee, this is the time to check it out. Super rad little town. Apparently, we're just taking over the whole downtown area with a bunch of choppers, and it's going to be fucking sick. So I'll see you there. And after that, we can go to Texas Fandango, March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd at the Gillespie County Fairgrounds in Fredericksburg, Texas. Dude, this event has got it all. Choppers, antique bikes, flat track racing, music, the outbound train will be playing, as well as Lulu and the Black Sheep. So, dude, in the riding around there, it's fucking, it's amazing. So I can't wait to see you there. EDR is May 5th through the 6th in San Felipe, Mexico, brought to you by Built Well. Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival is May 18th through the 21st at Loretta Lynn's Ranch in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. This is a family-friendly event, and it gets fucking wild. It's funny to even say that. But we bring the kids out. Uh, You can ride dirt bikes. You can ride choppers. There's fucking beautiful roads everywhere. They've got an insane music lineup this year. There will be a hill climb, home of the Bling Cycles Build Dodge Invitational. 
And Harley's bringing out a bunch of Pan Americas that you'll be able to test ride off-road. First time they've ever done it. So bring some gear and let's go shred some dirt in Tennessee. I, uh, dude, I mean, come on, come on. You're going to love that one. And uh, talk to Buck this weekend and he's got some crazy idea for a fucking bagger hill climb. So if you got a bagger, he's got some money. He is going to give some money to somebody that puts a bagger at the top of that hill. So come prepared. Um, this show, like all shows, is brought to you by mcshoptees.com, your T-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. This month's featured shop is Jackson's Choppers out of Austin, Texas, dude. Uh, dude, I've been, you know, Matt is a fucking staple in the chopper community in Texas, and it's fucking sick to feature his shop. We've talked about doing it for a long time, and to finally make it happen is badass. Easy Willen knocked it out of the park with some art. And I hope that you were signed up to get this shirt because it is too late now if you weren't signed up. But next month's shop, we're actually featuring a shop out of Arizona, Sugar Shack Cycles. And I finally got this artist to draw up a design for me that I've been – dude, he's been drawing fly, uh, flyers for skate parties for years in Texas. And uh, it was cool to get him to put something together. I mean, it's a, a bitchin' chopper with a dude doing a grind down the front end. And it's sick. It's sick. And there is time to sign up for that. You got till the end of the month to sign up at mcshoptees.com. We got women's sizes, kids' sizes, a couple of different options for men. You can sign up monthly or buy a three, six, or 12-month package. So mcshoptees.com. If you want to support the show but you've already got enough T-shirts, go to dangerdanstalkshop.com. There's a Patreon support link. You can go there, donate five bucks a month, keep this show on the road. Every dollar is appreciated and more than likely will get put in my tank and burned up in one of my Harley Davidson. So super rad. Uh, to say thanks each month, I've got a hundred dollar gift card from Low Brow Customs. And if you're not familiar with Low Brow Customs, you need to go lowbrowcustoms.com and check them out now. Uh, they helped me put... Fuck almost every race bike I've built together, and they help me keep my chopper on the road. So they support me, and they can support you too. And check them out, lowbrowcustoms.com. Now, I've got a big giveaway for the end of the year. So every five bucks you donate, your name will go into a hat. So if you do, if you start now, you got five dollars every month. That's like what fucking eight, nine, ten months, eight, nine, ten entries into the hat. And at the end of the year, we're gonna give away a trip. To fuck, I don't know. I think we're gonna give it away to Mongolia. Yeah, I think that's where we need to go. MotorcycleSherpa.com. Check them out. Uh, it's the company that I've gone to Nepal with a couple of times, and they're fucking amazing. They put on expeditions, and somebody's gonna win an expedition. And it's so sick. We gave away one a couple years ago, and we finally got to make it happen. A kid named Casey Hyatt won. And let me tell you what, he was fucking stoked, and so was I. And if you don't want to wait on winning one, you want to go to Nepal with me this year, go to MotorcycleSherpa.com, the first trip in November to Nepal, the stairway to heaven. Sign up now. I'll be like the fucking, I mean, I'm going to be, I mean, I, essentially I'll be the guide of this trip. It's fucking crazy to think that. Uh, but I think Bear's going to give me the reins with his team and 
Dude, we're going to have an amazing time. So if you've been sitting on the fence wondering when you're going to do something like this, just pull the fucking trigger, dude. Make it happen, and we will go ride the Himalayas. It's fucking sweet. Um, other than that, what else we got? Uh, dude, I'm sure there's so much. Right now, we're going to talk to Oliver Peck about choppers. So get in. Is that the voice change? All right, everybody. Here we go. You are coming in hot. Actually, I am too. Dude, so the Flash, uh, you know, I've seen Flash in a, a tattoo shop before. Uh, never really thought about the process that goes into making it. I really just assume that most people just do it on their own. Is that normally how this goes? Most, or most, like Most people do just do it on their own. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh... There's been, over the years, you know, like when I was young, started tattooing, there was like a couple of very prominent tattooers that would like get together and do a set of Flash where it was like Jack Rudy and, and uh, Guy Atchison. Two big name tattooers would do a set of Flash together, okay. you know, or, and they would put it out and it was like, oh man, have you seen that new set? It's like a, two of the best guys and two different styles and, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, and then... <clears throat> Over the years, you know, different shops would put the shop flash out where everybody works at the shop would do it. And, you know, that's kind of gone around. And I think uh, about, I think for 20, for our for our 20th anniversary of Elm Street, okay. which would be seven years ago or whatever, we did a set of flash where everybody that worked at the shop all got together numerous occasions and then we had people in from out of town like work on a little bit but it was spread over the course of of weeks okay where it's like oh we're working on this set of flash you want to do a design on here you want to paint some on this and you know kind of just we would go over to dean's house and you know get off work go to dean's house and paint for a few hours and that was pretty cool and then for the 25th anniversary of elm street we decided to do a, a do it again but do it more I don't know what the word is, more uh, more planned out, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so we got, we closed the shop for two days. More curated. Yeah, curated. We show, closed the shop for two days. We set up here, much like you see here now, the house. We have big, long tables through the living room where 20 people can sit down. And we had, uh, we invited a bunch of our friends at Commonly Guest Spot, like okay. Greg Christian and Jesse Greg Strunder. came down for yeah. it? Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, we had... We ended up having like over 20 tattooers and everybody brought designs and we just like did 20 sheets in two days. And it was, oh, 25 sheets in two so days. So the way I was saying, like somebody would draw the outlines and then you pass the sheet on and somebody yeah. else would color it in. Like I would take a page and I would paint green on the page. I paint all the green on all different things and then hand it to somebody else. And I grab the next page and paint it's green. It's insane because it all looks then, so fucking... And then I would grab another page and paint red on this page and hand it to somebody else and somebody else would black shade it and somebody else. But the, the part about the curation part is we use all the same media, all the same utensils. Okay. So for the black and white pages, we're doing on stipple, on coquille board, we're using color pencil. Everybody uses the same black color pencil. We use the same pen to outline it with, so it's all the same line weight. Um, and one person would outline the whole page. Okay. And that page would have five different people's designs on it. So if I do your design, I'm gonna, it's gonna have a little bit of Absolutely. the way I interpret it in yeah, there, yeah, yeah. you know, instead because you loosely have a pencil sketch on the page, 
and then you have to interpret that line. Okay, so it starts with the pencil sketch, and then you go in yeah. with the, the dark ink. This was pencil. a last-minute addition to the to the flash. We need a little had a little spot to fill, so I sketched that out. Okay, the corn. And corn the hole. hole, yeah. Corn hole. It's like the emoji of corn and the emoji of hole, so yeah. it's like corn hole. But uh, and I sketched it out, and then Lindsay outlined it on the page, and then somebody else colored it. You know. That's so fucking cool. <clears throat> um. And for the color for the color pages, we use uh, you know Arches watercolor paper, and we pick a color palette. So we pick FW Flame Red. Every all the red is this one red. Okay. All the black is this one black. All the green is the same green. So no matter who paints it, even you got your little bit of inflection in there, it all looks uniform. Mm -hmm. Instead of everybody bringing their own paint and everybody doing whatever, and we outlined everything on the color page with a B5 nib, which is like a inkwell pen. You dip in the ink oh, and wow. go. So it's instead of using a marker. Because if you use a marker, it looks too much like a drawing and less like a painting. Yep. You know, so it's, and we try to be old school because we're old yeah. school. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> that way it all it has a uniform feel to it. Uh -huh. Everybody can put their own whatever into it, but nobody can like, not one guy's doing big fat lines, one guy's doing little tiny fine lines, you uh -huh. know, and not one guy's doing some crazy minty pink and somebody's doing another grassy green, you know what I mean? So it's, it worked out pretty good. No, it worked out great. I think it's got to be like a great, like, I mean, team building exercise. Dude, it was like so like just bringing fun. everybody together <clears throat> and working on a project and like, you know, creating something together like that. So there's like my little speech at the beginning when everybody yeah. shows up <laughs> and they're like, everybody's got their little folder of designs. And I'm like, oh man, it's a, great, a lot of great designs. But, and I tell everybody, oh, you know, if everybody brings about five designs, we'll have enough designs to fill the, the pages. But everybody brought like 7, 10, 12, 15, 20 designs. So there's just like this abundance of so designs. So how do you narrow it down at so that point? We take, we take the design and everybody has like a line drawing of it on paper or pencil sketch or whatever and we put it on the copier and we blow it up or shrink it down to the size we think that it's going to be tattooable. Fit on the page. Okay, tattooable. Yeah. And then of course. we cut them out real close and there's this funny part where I yell at everybody about not cutting out close enough. And everybody's like, what does it matter? I'm like, well, it matters because when we set them on the page to decide where they go, if, if, it's, if this design is on the page, you can't put another design next to it. So anyway, that's kind of hard to explain. But <clears throat> everybody's frantic and all these designs are everywhere. And then we lay all the blank pages out all on the tables and we take all this and we just start building pages. with all grab this sign. Oh, what design will fit here? What design will fit here? And if it's like... Well, you got a ship here. Well, we don't want to anchor right next to the ship. Or we okay, have a okay. tiger here. We don't want another tiger here. We want to kind of like make it look random at least. You know, you don't want like a whole page of all the same thing. But we we ended up with a little bit of that. People's natural instinct is to put. Yeah, we think an anchor would go great next to a yeah, ship. Yeah, but you want to mix it up. You don't yeah. want to just a. You don't want to be, you know, whatever. So we it takes a couple of hours of putting these designs out and laying them all out. Hey, hey. Ricardo, y'all gonna have to go up. Come here. It takes a couple hours to like just get the pages with yeah. the dimes just sitting on them. And, and everybody's like, oh man, we're never gonna get done. Oh my God. So, and I'm like, don't worry, don't worry. But anyway, we get all these pages and then sometimes you're like, you know what? This design should be a little bigger and fill that spot. Or this design, if this design was a little smaller, it could fit in this other spot. And everybody is just all just putting them together until, and then as soon as we're ready, 
We just, everybody grabs a paste and starts outlining it. Yeah, I guess and that's then, probably the most difficult part is figuring out where yeah. it's going to go what, what and size it's going to be. Before you know it, they're all outlined and everybody's coloring and it's like, man, we, I mean, we've got, there was pages that got finished the first day and we still had a stack of designs that weren't used yet. Yeah. So the next day, me and Jesse Struther from Ohio, who stayed here at the house, we got up early and get, went and got breakfast and we got back and like, you know what, we got all these designs left. We should do more pages. Yeah. So we, we, we prepped the board for three more black pages and three more color pages. <clears throat> and everybody shows up like, we're doing more pages, guys. Everybody's like, what? <laughs> but if we wouldn't have done more, there wouldn't have been enough to do for all the people. Oh, for the whole, to fill yeah, the cause there's Yeah, because once pages get done, it's one less page that somebody could work on. So somebody's sitting around waiting for something to do. Mm-hmm. So it ended up working out pretty good. Wow. And the first night, a lot of people left. You know, eight, nine, ten, people had to go home, people had to go to dinner, people got families, people were tired, people are weak, people are losers, whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> but there's like five or six of us that stayed here till like 1 a.m., like just oh, like, yeah. we're too excited, we're keeping going. But uh, it was awesome. So it's the 2023 set. We got 13 black pages, 13 color pages, and they will be uh, available soon. Yeah, right. Go find those at... Yeah, and we're going to do a big, as soon as we get them all printed out, we're going to hang them in the lobby at the shop and have a big uh, unveiling party or something. Well, we'll have like an event where you come in and get a tattoo off the flash for half price. Oh, cool. And we'll just, you know, jam them out and let people come, you know, come get tattooed off it. Right. So are you going to put the originals up in the shop? Uh, We'll probably hang the originals, I would say... Maybe hang those down at Heart and Hand Gallery, okay. which is the our private studio up the street from the shop, mm-hmm. uh, up the street from Elm Street. Um, but you never know. Do you have like the collection of all? The, I mean, all oh, the yeah. flash you've done over the years. Um, most of them. Sometimes you sell the originals. You know, just some people want to buy originals. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's kind of uh, that some that a buddy of mine does is he'll paint a set of ten. He'll set, paint a set of 10 pages, mm-hmm. and then he'll sell sell the flash. You know, you can buy the set for a small price or whatever, but then he'll do, he'll take one original and put it in the set and then sell that set for a higher price. So you buy the set and get one original. Oh, wow. So then and you can sell 10 cool. of them like that, essentially. 10 <laughs> sets, original in each. Yeah, hmm. and that's pretty cool. So we don't know, uh, we haven't thought, we haven't really got that far down the road to plan it, but... Um, it's a cool process. It I know, talking cool. to Al about it, he was stoked, just like working with everybody. Dude, we had so much fun. Just everybody got along. People. Ricardo. Ricardo and Fred are partying right now. Dude, big time. This is better than Ricardo trying to bite my nuts off on you was earlier. <laughs> and then Fred's the new addition, huh? He just wandered well, up. Well, sh- Fred just showed up. In I can't imagine a dog like that living in this <clears throat> neighborhood over so here. So we got this guy, Fred, here. He's a little... 12, 12 pound little Aussie Shepherd Chihuahua Corgi Pomeranian, Pomeranian yeah. little mix guy. And he's the exact same color as Ricardo, and they're so cute together. But he showed up out front of Anchor and he was all fucked up. He has obviously been on the street a little while, missing hair everywhere, had a lot of open wounds on him. Really? Yeah, he. Uh, so he's been fighting to stay alive out he there. He was sick, and you know how they get once they get. Out in the, once they, they drink bad water and get sick, then they get dehydrated and they can't hold food down and they get real skinny. And uh, I mean, he looks great now. It's been a couple of months, but um, 
He uh, still got some spots on his ears that the hair hadn't grown back yet. But this little guy showed up, and Fernie is the dog rescuer over at Anchor. Oh, yeah? And he, uh, he just takes them all in over there? Fernie has like eight dogs at his house because he's running a little rescue oh, deal. I so think he's, I like, he's this. like, oh, yeah, man, I can't yeah. take another dog home. And so me and Andre are like, oh, well, we'll keep him here for the first couple nights. We'll take him to the vet tomorrow. We'll see what's up and get, see if he's chipped, see if we can find a home, whatever, whatever, which how it starts. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yeah, what you keep him for a couple nights? Oh, man. Dude. I mean, we, we weren't committed to keeping him for a couple of weeks because we wanted to see how him and Ricardo did and make sure they got along. And, but after about two weeks, we, we, we made the decision to keep him. And he is... He is He's the happiest little son of a bitch you ever seen, dude. He is just, he a road dog like Ricardo? Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. We've already taken loves him out. The, loves the car. Loves to fucking sit in your lap when you're driving. He's just, I mean, he just, he really loves to be, he just follows Ricardo and does whatever Ricardo does, and he loves Otter like love crazy. picking on Ricardo. Oh, yeah. Great, they, just, they just do that nonstop. They just wrestle until they get tired, and then they both cut up and sleep next to each other. Oh, my god. And then gosh. they wake up and start oh jumping god. on each other again. Well, Ricardo got to go to some swap meets last year, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Ricardo goes to all the swap meets. Yeah? Oli, Davenport. How was the swap meet last year? Like, how was the whole... I mean, you you do all the big ones, right? I Well, I do Oli every year. So Oli's every one. year. And then I try to and go where, to... Where is Oli at? That's like on the East Oli, Coast? Oli, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It's not too far from Philly. Okay. It's up um, there by Tom Banks and them. You know those guys? It's close to Tom Banks. It's not... It's like an hour from New York. Hour and a half from New York. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like an hour from Steve Barber's place. Um, I haven't been to Tom Bakes' place yet. I'm hoping to go this year when I go up there. Me too. In April. Always my favorite swap meet. I've done that one every year for what like... What sets it apart from the rest of them? Well, it, Ole is like this town that is like minuscule. Okay. Like there's a sandwich shop. There's a fire station. There's a fairground that's just a field... And a and a flagpole, yeah. and a bathroom, and then there's nothing. That's it. Like a small neighborhood. <clears throat> there's a, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like a little Mayberry. Like there's a three story building maybe, and there's just nothing there. And there's uh, for some reason it's just a pretty good. I mean, a lot of vendors, and a lot of vendors been going there. Like Steve Barber has his same spot that his father had for forty years. You know, it's like people are generational spots. Yeah, and so you know, Greg Bowden, Mister Old Junk, his spot. He's had his spot for I don't know how many years, but he lets he gives me one of his. You know, he lets me set up in his spot. Nice. Um, and I've only been doing that the last couple of years. Usually, I just go up there to shop. And yeah, I didn't realize you were setting up. <clears throat> oh, we're setting up. Me and Greg have set up there the last couple of years. Okay. And uh, Greg Christensen. Yeah. Greg Christian from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it's just, Davenport's like, like, you know, I don't know. It's, Damn, dogs. I'm going to put these fuckers up. You're going, you're going to mama. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. We tried. We tried. They were fucking getting excited. I think we were ignoring them too much. <clears throat> they were fighting for it. Dude, Oliver's place is insane. I'm looking at a full-size. Simpson duo, the whole family sitting on his couch. There's a van in the wall over here. Evil Knievel pin. All right. The Evil Knievel pinball machines, dude. <laughs> Did those I, come from Oli? No. I got a. 
I bought, so I got a pinball machine upstairs in the movie room <clears throat> that I had, uh, that I bought from a friend that was moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> it's a pretty cool one. It's an old pre-digital, uh, probably from the 60s. Like no electronics, it's all just mechanically? Yeah, I mean, it's electric, but it's all like just solenoid, solenoids and okay. and and rotary counter, like, like all the numbers, right? Like on rotary spinning. wheels, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and it's, uh, I had a, when I got it, it wasn't completely functional. Mm -hmm. so I found this pinball repair guy. There can't be a lot of those out there. There is not. <laughs> <clears throat> there is not. And so, if you need a pinball repair guy you in the one? Dallas area, it's Videotronics. You got one in Dallas? Videotronics. His <laughs> name is Gary, and he's great. But man, there's, not very many people that can do this shit or want to do this shit yeah. or will do this shit. But, uh, I mean, the simple electronics, anybody, any old electronic repairman could do it if they just got the schematic and learned it. Mm -hmm. But nobody fucks with it, yeah. you know. But um, <laughs> There's not a huge market for that. I had him come over and fix it and get it working, fix it, replace all those shit. That he, he came to the fix. house to do it? Yeah. And... Uh, I was like, I met the guy, and I'm like, oh, man, you do a lot of pinball stuff? He goes, I do a lot, mostly pinball, some video game stuff or whatever. I was like, you sell pinball machines? And he's like, you know, I get them and fix them up and sell them. I'm like, man, I really want an Evil Knievel pinball machine. Really want one. Yeah. You know, if you find one, let me know. Fucking, he goes, oh, man, I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Fucking, a couple months later, he's like, calls me up. You still looking for a Evil Keevil? I'm like, yeah. Of course. He's like, well, I got one. You know, it's not, I'm going to fix it up and this and that. You want to come over and look at it? And it's the one here that's not lit up. Okay. <clears throat> and I went over and looked at it, and uh, he was going to completely refurbish it, like repaint the side case and everything. And you're like, no. And, and there's spots on the board, you know, the, the play field out. that are worn out and stuff. But the black glass, the back glass is like immaculate. But the playboard was all worn out, and a lot of things, a lot of the bumpers are discolored and whatnot. He was going to completely refurbish the whole thing, and I was like, "Whoa, hold on a minute! You're like this is original paint here. I don't want to." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the wear. I don't know who you're going to get to do this, but they're not. <clears throat> and he's all like, "Well, I'm like," and he was giving me, and I was like, "Well, what if it just works and it yeah. looks like this, but it's operational? That's what I want. If I want to fix the." Inside, yeah, just the bare minimal to make it work. Well, I want to make it nice, but I don't want to because yeah. you can buy you can make a stencil kit because all that side case is just spray painted with yeah. a stencil kit. And he was going to sand all the wood down, get it all smooth, fill all the cracks, get a new stencil kit, and oh, repaint wow. it so it looked brand new. And I'm just like, no, 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 like I'll pay you to fix it, I'll buy it, whatever, just like this. So he's like, okay, he's like, but a lot of people want restored shit. Really, in the pinball world? I mean, in every kind of world. Like, yeah. you buy an old barber chair, you don't want an old rusty barber chair. You want a nice, shiny, candy red, yeah, nice new true. leather. Yeah. You know, you want it in your in your man cave, you want it to look brand new. Like, people want an old gas pump that's all restored and looks shiny. People want, you know, porcelain signs that are all still not cracked up. Mm -hmm. But, and people repaint their old Harley Davidsons, repaint their old cars, you know? <laughs> But to me, original is way better. Yeah, way better. <clears throat> so I ended up getting it, and uh, 
It's just cooler than shit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where the one was that I played. Oh, there's one in Metairie at the barbecue Metairie place. At the bar, that's right. Well, we, that, you were with me when we went through there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I got how we had shortly after that. Shortly after that, I got one. Wow. And then about yeah, well, a year, I got to Cracklins, the the fucking paper bag of Cracklins. And then about a year later, uh, a guy in, in Arlington had some stuff for sale that I, I a, a glass display case. That I found on, oh, he came into the our antique store in Waxhatchee. And he's like, hey, y'all, if y'all are interested in buying, you know, old glass display case, you know, like leaded curved glass kind of, and I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he's like, well, here's my number, hook me up. And so I like went over to his house in Arlington to look at this display case. And he has like, he's an antique dealer and he had just all kind of shit. And in his, <clears throat> in his living room, this other evil Kimmel pinball machine was in there. In and it was like, room. it was covered. Like, you could barely see that it was a pinball machine. Just because of other antiques on it? And or? piles and blankets and all this stuff. It was, like, on the out, all the side sheet of his living room. It wasn't, like, on display. It was, gotcha. like, in the process of, like... Going someplace the chaos, else. Yeah. You know? The hoarder chaos, you know, as you can the imagine. Antique right? chaos. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, shit. And I went over there and I looked. He goes, oh, man, I've had that thing for, like, so many years. And it, you know... The power supply had like exploded and blown up, and the circuit board was all bad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, I'm, I'll buy it." Like, and I bought that one really cheap, really, you know, because it was not it was inoperable, but it's in nice shape. The the board and the glass and you know all the stuff. The electronics really nice was the only thing that took a shit. So I got it, took you it to Gary, it. <laughs> uh, and uh, he rebuilt the whole thing, new circuit boards. All the insides. Um, now, is it this? It's a different. It's the same. It's the exact same, huh? Yeah. Okay. They only, they made them one year. They made them in 77. So, is this the one that we played on in Metairie? The no. same one? No, it's different. Yeah. Oh, it's the same one. It's the same one. Yeah, Metairie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the okay. same version. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the one. They still have the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same. Really, I would have think that... And Gary's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to sell one of these? I'm like, no way! <laughs> I mean, was this another thing that Evil just like licensed his name for, I yeah. guess? Where he yeah. just got a little... Oh, yeah. Dude, he fucking killed it with that. <clears throat> Man, have you ever watched any of those documentary shit about? I mean, I've read a couple books. So... I mean, the do- no, I haven't watched One thing that a lot of people don't know about how famous, like in modern generation, people have heard of Evil Knievel, but they have no idea how famous Evil Knievel was. I don't think was. they'll ever be able to grasp it because it, that, there's not going to be people like that anymore. Well, also, there was, there was, the amount of famous people in the world right now is through the roof. That's what I'm saying. Like, the way <clears throat> information got out yeah. back then, it was just like, but you the, either knew about them or you didn't. There wasn't as many options. When I try to, t- when I talk to the younger generation, because I'm an old fucker now, but I'm like, you got to understand that in the 70s, you never, ever, ever saw someone that was on TV in real life. Ever. Yeah. And if you did, it was insane. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, if you saw the fucking the weatherman. Okay, yeah, that's a good example. Just like the weatherman. At, at, a, at, a, at the fair. Mm-hmm. He was on the local weather news. If you saw him at the fair, you're like, oh my God, he's on TV. And it was a big deal. Like I saw Roger Stahlback at the airport oh. when I was a kid. And it was like people were 
flipping the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You know, people probably don't know who Roger Spalding is now. Dude. But uh, nowadays, everybody I know has a friend that's on a TV show. Oh, that's, yeah. And sometimes I'm not that friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, everybody, you know, I know so, I mean... Everybody's, I mean, it's not that big a deal to be on TV now. Yeah. But Evil can evil, man. He was. Well, and even the younger generations, like, <clears throat> it's like YouTube is now yeah. the TV they're watching. Yeah. So everybody's on Everybody. YouTube. But even the Evil can evil, the first toy that you could hold in your hand that was an actual live, real person was Evil can evil. No fucking way. You know I what I mean? I didn't realize that. Like this. Yeah, and, before it was just like army guys. So yeah. You got the G.I. Joe. G.I. Like Joe. Every G.I. And Barbie Joe. and Lego. So he or whatever. was the first person made real, into an action figure. Real man. The first real live human being to be a toy. And they marketed the fuck out of that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the whole Evil Knievel toy collection. And it's they made shit. They made toys of Evil Knievel doing things that Evil Knievel never did. There's the Evil Knievel <laughs> scuba guy. Yeah. NASCAR. <laughs> Formula car driver. So I want, I mean, I know that, I mean, he couldn't have been the brains behind all that. Like, I, I mean, no, maybe, somebody, I mean, he, his manager or like. Ideal. Toy company. The toy company. They, they're like, they, they made this deal to fucking make an evil, can evil toy. And I mean, they like bankrupted the whole company going in on it and it ended up being the biggest thing ever. Wow. It was the biggest grossing fuck toy market for decade, you know, and then. They made toys like the next thing. Remember Richard Petty? Mm-hmm. They made a Richard Petty toy with the with the. He was the next one. Race car, but yeah. nowhere near as big as Evil Knievel. No. And then now, like every movie character is an action figure. Yeah. So like the I'm just thinking about the licensing agreement. Like who kind of crafted that? Like I mean, because that's, I mean that's something that I mean that's what Harley does now. You know, yeah. essentially. Uh, but. That had to be the first one that, where they like li- just licensed the name and the likeness of somebody and said, just give me a little bit, do whatever you want. Yeah. And oh. it made so much fucking money. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. Yeah, so I haven't seen any movies, but the books, one book specifically, it's like, it's just so gnarly. The stuff it talks about him is like his character, the way that he got, you know, just the shit that he used to do back then that's, you know... I mean, it's he just, was a wild man. He was like a bad shit fucking too. just crazy fucking circus clown that went fucking mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he started out just doing jumps at fairs. But he, but he was so smart about crafting, like you know, advertising all those things. Yeah. You know, like like the one that sticks out the most is when he did the uh, the jump at uh, Caesars. You yeah. know, like you know, calling them up and acting like TV companies, and you know, yeah. like just building this giant fucking. You know, brand or idea. Yeah. And, I mean, the thing is, is that, like, he he purposely attempted jumps. Knowing. That he knew he would not make it. Mm-hmm. Because once he crashed, his next jump was bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of people that paid attention to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want to see the fucking train wreck. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you knew that it was no big deal and he was going to be safe, you know, like, ah, it'd be cool. I'll watch. I'll see it. But 
Yeah. When, I mean, he, I, when he might die, yeah. like, we gotta see this. Yeah. <laughs> we oh, gotta see this. And the this. stories of, like, the shit that happened, like, the Snake River jump, you know? Like, this is fucking wild, the party that was happening on that fucking cliffside, you know? No way he was gonna make that. No way he's gonna make that. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But the other thing is, is, like, even, like, shit that his son did and other big motocross people that broke records and shit did, they use technology. Yeah. That's what I try to tell people about what Travis did. I'm like, Travis was able to do that a hundred times into a foam pit with no repercussion. Also, he was able to fucking know, have a speedometer, yeah. know his trajectory, yeah. and, All the and do the, geom- uh, the geometrics to fucking figure the ramp out. But evil with flat ramps, first of all, not a curve ramp, which yeah. is what makes a big difference. Yeah. Flat ramp with a heavy bike, yeah. with no brakes, nothing. with no nothing. And just fucking... And then talk shit about it all the way leading up to it. Yeah, and like then it just was flail like a motherfucker. But yeah, nobody will... There's not going to be anybody that famous again on a motorcycle. There's just no way. Maybe on anything. I mean, at the time, he was the one dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of dudes around the country doing motorcycle jumps at fairs, but... Yeah, he it's took like it. that guy, Derry Dave, or what is it, Gary Davis? He took it. He took it and ran. He did everything Evil did and didn't crash, you know, but nobody knows who Gary Davis is, you know? I mean, when I was a kid, Evil Knievel was the fucking, was God. Yeah. So. I remember my friends got to meet him. uh, My friends that rode in a ball of steel and they toured around the world doing, you know, doing riding around in a ball of steel, but they got to meet him like in a hospital one day. I was just like, no fucking way, man. My, um, a buddy of mine in California, Mark Mahoney, has a tattoo shop on Sunset called uh, Shamrock Social Club, and he has an Evil Knievel pinball machine in there. Mm-hmm. And Evil Knievel came in there no with way. a with a girl that got tattooed, and Evil Knievel signed the pinball machine. Shit. And that was probably about you know less than ten years before he died. He was old. Yeah. So I was like, when did he die? In the like like early two thousands, right? Yeah, because I think my friends met him like probably, within that last ten years. I would say it was probably. It def- he definitely made it to the year two thousand. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like the nineties, but he definitely made it to. I don't know if it was. And then we lost his son this year, yeah, right out of which the gate. Is pretty young. Yeah, I and mean, what happened there? I didn't look into that. It wasn't a motorcycle crash. Yeah, it wasn't a stunt or nothing, yeah. was it? Huh. But pretty fucking cool. And so I got this whole, you know, my place is in pretty disarray right now. And I just got this one back from the repair guy. Okay. Which is why it's just parked With right the there. the lights on? Yeah. And uh, the, solen- the solenoid on the one flipper went out, so I got to get a new solenoid on that. But uh, I'm going to rearrange and have a display. Where the- like an Evil Knievel display? Yeah. Or- yeah. So uh, it's probably going to be in that corner. I'm going to move all that stuff in that corner and put the pinball machines, and then I'm take all my evil stuff out of the ca- and move cases and have it all in one section. Because right now I've got like five places where evil can evil shit is. It's scattered around. Well, your garage area is fucking coming together. It's coming dude. together. Dude. It's a lot of work. God, I can only imagine. <laughs> I don't know how you find time to even like... I don't, Get man. it all, much have... less organize it, dude. It takes a while. I mean, I do like in, when you have five... You know, a couple hours at night before I fucking crash out, I'll be out there just moving shit around. Mm-hmm. Andre's like, what are you doing? I was like, 
It's in a garage. Yeah. Just moving shit around. <laughs> oh, I would have to just like look. I mean, I, I I don't have near the amount of shit that's not near as organized. But I am uh I am on the. I am on the thin and the herd plan. I am selling some shit. Really? Yeah, and I'm selling. I mean, I've been selling a few parts, stuff that I have multiples of, and you know, mostly to people I know that or have a project that they to need a thing. Appreciate it or looking for it. Well, yeah. If you have a like, Greg just bought a '72 uh, FLH, and it's missing a lot of things. And he sent me all these photos of the bike. I'm like, oh, you need this. You need that. You know, I was like, I got. I got the right mufflers for that. I got the right this for that. I got the right this for that. So I'm, you know, selling stuff for like. Yeah, it's not like going on eBay or anything. No. I can't. I I mean, the only way I could put shit on eBay is if I had someone else put it on eBay for me. I can't. uh, And I can't even. I just put some parts for sale on Instagram and Chopper Swapper recently. Mm -hmm. And, man, it's so hard. You know, just like. You get all these messages, you get all these comments, you get all these people, you get all this blah, whatever, and it's like a whole bunch of back and forth. That's what, I mean, that's the one thing that is nice about eBay. You just like yeah. put it up there. This is the price. Who wants to fucking pay? Give yeah. me your address and send the money. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of back and forth about who wants to buy what. And then, um, you know, as soon as somebody wants to buy one thing, then I'm like, well, maybe I should keep that one thing, you know? Like, <laughs> but I'm yeah. also like, I have like a thing that I'm going to, if I'm going to sell this Dash ignition speedo base plate wiring like i have that all people mm-hmm. like oh how much for the ignition i'm like oh, i want to i'm not going to just like take yeah, the here's the the full setup yeah it's too nice to have it's all together you know it's all it all goes together it's all the right shit yeah. it's like but you know somebody was wants just a speedo somebody wants just this and then i'm end up with just a base plate that or just a dash, or mm-hmm. just a this, or now somebody's like, oh, well, man, if that had the dash with it, I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, fuck it, I'll just put it on my motor, you know, whatever. But, so like when you went to Oli last week, what kind of shit did you take? I mean, did you see, just... I like selling shit at the swap meet. Yeah. Better than well, it's, on, it's a more online. You're getting to deal with somebody face-to-face. I mean, you just put it out there, and you say, it's 80 bucks. Somebody says, you take 70, you're like, yes. Or you put it out there to 200. But, but I mean, like, how do yeah. you go out there and decide what you're going to... What are, what are you going to load up to take, you know? Like, uh, I like, just go through the tubs, and, like, if I have, like, three or four or something, I'll just take one. Take, take one of them. Take one of them, yeah. yeah. I sold a bunch of shit at Davenport the last two years. Really? Um, but this year at Davenport, I took, I took some stuff that was high-dollar stuff that I thought maybe. maybe would sell, but some of it did, some of it didn't, mm-hmm. you know? But, I mean, I took a couple things that are hard, Hard to find hard items to find. that are high price, and everybody's like, I had like, you know, 30, 40 people make me an offer on s- some things, and I'm just like, this is what I'm selling it for. Oh, yeah, you, you just know. had the line drawn. Yeah. And like, well, what about, all, you know, and I'm like, it don't matter if it's today, tomorrow, next week, I'm not going lower. It'll just go just back, load on, it back, go back on the wall at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going back home anyway. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, like, Milburn has this mentality when he says swap meet. He don't want to take nothing home. Oh, that's high. If, so I, the, if I load shit up so and take it So the last day, he's like, just take it, whatever. And I'm like, dude, I'll take that shit home. Yeah. <laughs> I got no problem taking that shit back home. Oh, man. But, uh... So I only, wish I... 
Oh, go ahead. Ole Davenport. What's he? What's he? There's another one out there on the East Coast. Right? Uh, Wasion. 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 This year was really good. Or I say this year, 2022 was great. Um, me and Greg went. I would say that's probably maybe my second favorite. Really. Um, a lot of lot. It's big. A lot of vendors. A lot of nice people. Also, small town. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, Davenport has got the hype, and it's great, and I got a lot of friends there. It's like a, a lot of party, but it's like, man, the swap meet is really, really big. And so most people that go to it don't make it through every aisle. Okay. You and Ole and Wasion are not quite that big. Correct. Okay. Like, you can Ole. So what's Davenport? How's Davenport compared to, like, uh, the one that they do at Texas Motor Speedway? I know it's not all bike stuff, but, like, the size. I mean, because I never made it through all the alley or all the rows at Texas. Oh, wait, paid? Yeah, paid. There you go. Paid is a million things. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like the size. Like, is that size comparable Mm, to Davenport? I would say not as big as paid. Okay. Okay. But um, But it's all motorcycle shit. All motorcycle shit. And probably, trying to think. It's probably like four, four. At least four Fandangos. Yeah, I mean that's definitely nowhere the size of Pace. <laughs> uh, maybe more, maybe more than that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Fandangos. I mean, I think Fandangos get Fandangos getting bigger every year. Well, this, um, what's what's been awesome is the selection of shit at Fandango. Oh There's yeah, been like some it's, really no, good like vendors no, that have showed up. Yeah, no fluff. Yeah, like a lot of good stuff, and I think they're doing a good job. Of, of putting together the swap meet and, and getting the word out to the people that, you know, the right kind oh, of people. Oh, it's definitely got some buzz going. I mean, it's... This year's going to be great. It grew a lot last year, and I can't wait to see Texas Fandango, Fredericksburg, Texas. At the Gillespie first, County Fair. First now. weekend of April. Mm-hmm. Coming up quick. Only no, a couple months away. Qu- no, it's not even a couple months. Only a couple months. What? It's the end of next month. Well, let's, let's look at the calendar. It's 31st, 1st, and 2nd. Where did it well, go, Oliver? Is that, that Tucker Carlson fucking fires dried up when Dude. Oliver pulls his Instagram. phone out? Instagram just starts talking to me. Oh, Instagram just starts. Instagram, Instagram just wants to start. It's either going to be. Oh, man. My Instagram just spits Bill Burr at me like all day long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I must have liked too many of his videos. No, it's March 31st. Yeah. And second, so, so. Co- coming up quick. Yeah. And um, great, great event, great swap meet, great races, great fucking race. So that one has the racing. It's got the show aspect. These other swap meets don't have all those other things going on. Right? I mean, Davenport no, has Davenport races. has a, a big. I wouldn't say chopper show. They do have a show, or bike some. show, races, but the races at Davenport are big, like big time races, and it's a it's like it's adjacent. But you got to pay to get into the races. It's like not just kind of happens at the same time. It's not all inclusive thing. Yeah, it's part of it. But you know, Fandango, you pay, you pay your ten dollars or twenty dollars to get in the gate. You get, you get everything. everything. You get yeah. the, um, the cool thing about what guys at Fandango, what we're trying to do there is make it as easy as possible for everyone to have as much fun. And get as much experience out of it as possible. Yeah, it's, it's working. Um, 
So it's free to enter your bike in the in the classic show. It's free to enter your bike in the chopper show. Mm-hmm. It's fucking this year. Um, I think they're. I pretty much think we've decided that it's free to enter the chopper drags oh, once yeah. you're in. Like you, they once get, you're in the event. In the event, it's all inclusive. You know what I mean? Perfect. So um, we still. When I say we, I guess you and possibly Mike. You need to decide what do you want to do about the Kickstarter contest. If you okay. want to, if that wants, if you want to have people pay a no. few bucks to get in it, that way there's a prize money for it or something. But yeah, we'll put up some prize money. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll donate some to that. For well, you sure. know, I know Mike usually does, and I know, you know, the other guys at AMC do. So um, now, Fanego, do they have like the? Uh, the point show where, like, you know, they judge the... They don't have... They don't have an AMCA judging point AMCA class. AMCA judging. Um, there is some talk about them doing that, but that's a big ordeal. Like, is once it? you make your show an AMCA show, you have to have... So it's not, like, an official AMCA It's not an AMCA show. event. Okay. And I didn't uh, that. If you have... If it is an AMCA event, then you have to have the ability there, the availability there to have your bike judged for points. Yeah. But they just have the indoor show where they have a bike show, mm-hmm. origi- you know, classic original bikes show, um, where they pick winners. You know, this gets judged, but it's not like a point system. They just pick winners for I the show. I didn't even realize they pick winners inside there. Yeah. Same so as there's a lot going same on. Same as you did at the Chopper show, yeah. Yeah. But man, the Chopper show turnout last year at Van Engel was unbelievable. It was so good, dude. <clears throat> the weather was fucking perfect. Yeah. And uh, you guys are playing again? Yeah, we are definitely playing again. We got a new addition to the band. So good. Got a fucking guitar player that can ride it, that has a motorcycle. I mean, <laughs> so, so good. good. So good. It's fucking doghouse. Luckily, doghouse has that cool-ass handicapped van to haul our shit around in. Well, dude, uh, handicapable van. Uh, if you uh, are out there and you have not been to Pendango yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's a trip worth making. Dude, I mean that area is just people that have never great. been down to that area. They're always surprised. Everybody that goes there for the first time is they always say, "Man, I can't believe this is Texas," because it's so much different mm-hmm. than wherever else they've been in Texas. Well, that can't. I mean the the fairground itself is like the oldest fairground in Texas. Yeah. I mean everything's built out of wood that's yeah. still there. Well, I, I mean, mean you just ride around there. It's like this doesn't seem you know the hill country is just. It's a beautiful area. It's so good. If you haven't ridden your motorcycle to Lukenbach, you're really missing out. I mean, what are you really doing with your life? (laughs) I mean, what are you really doing with your life? Oh, man. What's that other spot, the uh, the old train station? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Some... uh, I don't remember. I can't either. That's a great spot, too. Oh, fuck. What's the name of it? I mean, that that place is primed to do, like, a pre-party there or something, you know, with the stage and the food. And the booze. And they got like fucking weird animals there. The goats running around in the tour bus. What is that fucking? Banker Smith. Oh, yeah. Banker Smith. Banker, not Baker. Banker, yeah. yeah. Banker Smith. In the back. Have you been to the Bat Cave there? <clears throat> Just no. down the road. It's like where the. So there's another burger joint called like, I think it's Alamo Springs, maybe. And right there, there's like this spot you can park, and there's like some bat lady that'll tell you all about the bats. And there's like an old train tunnel that's been closed off for years, and now it's just a bat cave, and all these fucking bats fly out every evening. But you don't go in there. 
You, we did once. <laughs> once that lady was not there. <laughs> we did. We did. And, uh, one of the dudes fucking stepped in batshit. You went up do to that. his fucking knee. It you was so hilarious. Oh, man, I forgot about that. We did go in there. Don't go I in went there. in a bat cave one time, and I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Dude, I slept underneath the bat bridge in Austin last year. They didn't poop on you? No. No. Yeah, there you go. No, no bat shit. I mean, I got up and left like as the sun was coming up. I might have like rolled some bat shit up in my bedroll, but I didn't have a tin or nothing. What does it cause? You get bat shit on you. There's some. No, I think you're thinking of, like cat shit. No. You get that fucking crazy. No, bat, fucking bat dung, guana gives you some sickness. Start acting like fucking Ace Ventura. You just get sick. I think there's some sickness involved. I would imagine there's sickness involved with getting <laughs> shit on by most wild animals, too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, um, what's yeah, next? Fandango is going to be sick. Uh, that's March, April. Are you going to Daytona? You're not going to Daytona. That's right. I'm, I'm not going, going to, to Daytona. Daytona. And me and you need to talk about Daytona. We will. Uh, uh, about, um, I got some information. You got some information. About, and see if it works, if this thing links up between you and Steve. Okay. Um, well, I will say this. One thing I'm stoked about is, you know, I'm people. A lot, some people know that I'm on this sparkling burgundy fucking craze. Sparkly burgundy? For, for, what, like as far as bikes? Yeah. Yeah. So. Sparkling burgundy. I'm. And that's like an original paint. I made this deal to buy this bike from Steve Barber, and it's a 1972 Steel Fender, not Boat Tail, Steel Fender Super Glide, original paint, sparkling burgundy, which is pretty rare. Did he reach out to you when he found out this information that you were into these things? Or you? I have bought a few bikes from Steve Barber so far, and, yeah. and I talked to him quite a bit, and, he, and I was like... This he, isn't like the Barber from Barber's uh, Museum and... Alabama, no. right? Didn't no. Barber, okay. Um, but he, uh, he knows, I mean, I told him, like, that's the bike I want, 72. Yeah, if you find one, just call Yeah. And so he got, he recently, I don't know how long, maybe six, whatever, months ago, he posted a picture that he just got one, and it was a bike that his dad had owned in the 70s, wow. and then his dad had sold it, and he bought it back. And I was like, hey, man, you get to sell that 72? And he's like, oh, I'm thinking about keeping it. But if I'm selling it, you'll be the first to let you know. And so then months go by. He's like, hey, man, I can't keep them all. You want to buy this thing? I'm like, yeah, I want to buy it. So Sparkling Burgundy, original paint, they made this color between 66 and 72. Okay. And in 71, in 66 through 70, there was you had an FLH or a Sportster. But in 71, it came out the FX. Mm -hmm. And so they made FLH, FX, and XL. So I have a 71 FLH, 71 FX, and a 71 Sportster in original paint. And mm -hmm. then I have the 72 FL, and then I have a 72 Sportster. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I was looking out there, I didn't realize you had so many Sportsters. But define, I only have, yeah, I got a couple. Yeah. But I forever was not into sports. Yeah, I didn't think you had any at all. But got this original paint, sparkling burgundy ones. But I've been riding the '72 sports around. It's fucking so fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. It's so tiny. It's crazy. It's so <laughs> light. It's insane. Just pushing it out of the parking spot is like it's so easy. But uh, so the '72 FX, 
the only way that it exists is if somebody ordered it. Oh, it was like a factory custom. It was an it was a factory option. color, and it was the last year that color was available. And so they there wasn't just they weren't just on the showroom floor chilling, waiting for people to buy them. Mm-hmm. You had to buy the bike and pick the color, and say you know here's the colors so available more for like this year. Order the bike and yeah. then pick the color. So there's the colors available for this year: mm-hmm. black, white. Green, blue. So not too many people were like as big a fan as you back then. So there wasn't a lot of people picking this color in 72. I mean, there's like only a few that I've ever heard of that are 72 Steel Fender, Sparkling Birdie, Sport Tails. Um, So I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. So that's what I'm picking up for you. Yeah. Nice. Pretty stoked. Pretty stoked. And pretty much, I got a lot of bikes out here that aren't sparkling burgundy. I'm just going to try to sell them off. <laughs> <laughs> sell them off. Uh, so now I'm debating whether I go oh down the down, I'm debating whether I go down the rabbit hole of trying to get the Sportsters yeah. for every year. Because there's a 66 through 70. Mm-hmm. I could, if I found a fucking sparkling burgundy Sportster any of those years. Just have the giant, all the sparkling burgundy. Get every, uh, every year of sparkling burgundy available. I have all the FLHs, mm-hmm. and now I have the What F- turned you on to this color? You got one of the FLHs and just riding it around? Dude, I got like, one, damn. and I was like, God damn, this color is so fucking... So basically, what happened was, is I, years ago, at Ole, uh, I bought a set of tanks from Greg Bowden that were original tanks, 1970 Sparkling tanks, just and I had tank. a 70 FLH, and so then I was like, I got to find the fenders. So I was just the next, like, however many swap meets I went to, I was just like, that's all. I was just hunting Sparkling Burning shit. And anything I saw Sparkling Burning, I was just like, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, I fucking just. A master collection. 15 bikes later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but finding something. It's funny because people, anything that goes on the internet, Sparkling Burning, everybody tags me in it. Oh, I did not see this. But not I'm glad that I already have the bulk of them mm-hmm. because now people are going to fucking jump on my bandwagon. Greg Christian just bought this 72 FLH in Sparkling Burgundy. Is it Sparkling mm-hmm. Burgundy too? And it's, it, uh, I mean, it's a pretty sweet bike. Mm-hmm. I already have a 72. Yeah. But he got a good deal on it. But you know how it is. You buy a 70 shovel head and then my, what I tell people is like, if you buy, People are like, oh, I bought a shovel head for six thousand dollars. I'm ready to ride. I'm like, you are not ready to ride. Yeah. <laughs> I you got know. mine for like thirty five and rode it once, and it was not able to come back. Well, I'm just saying, you, my, what I what I've been telling people for years is like, you buy a bike for six thousand dollars, you're probably going to spend another six thousand dollars on it <laughs> or more. You know, if you're going to buy yeah. a bike for ten grand, you're probably going to spend. Another six to ten thousand on it. It's almost it's almost uncanny how it always always happens. I think that's probably where Al's at with his. Oh, you know how what much he, he, bought, what that he bought it for and what he's got in it. I now. think he's already spent double what he bought it for. Oh, he I just had the motor double, rebuilt. Close, yeah. How much did he buy the bike for? Like six. Well, Five he's over. He spent more than six on it. He's since probably he got about it. six. Yeah. He spent more than six on it since he bought it. He just spent. <laughs> maybe yes. Maybe yes. Um. Yeah, I mean, there is no such thing. I mean, not really. Very rarely are you going to buy a bike for cheap that's just ready to go. Yeah, no. 
And uh, the, you, you so that's the thing like, is you buy, and another thing, you buy this bike or whatever, and you're like, oh, man, this bike's like brand new. This bike's only got three, four, five, eight, nine, ten thousand miles on it. Yeah, but it's 50 fucking years old. Nothing on that thing is going to work anymore. Yeah, it's like. What I, about how good is a 50 year old gasket, seal, bearing, shim, washer yeah. that's just been sitting, sitting still for 50 fucking years? Yeah, they're years. almost better being used. And it's just going to work? No. Fucking. Sometimes. Brakes ain't going to work. Not forever, though. Brakes ain't going to work. Uh. Fucking. A camshaft bearing. Damn sure ain't gonna work for very long. <laughs> this shit's about to come a loose. <laughs> shit's about to come a loose. Like I've been sitting dry for a decade. Now yeah. it's just gonna fucking be freewheeling at seventy miles an hour. It might. It might. No, it, but it doesn't. No, <laughs> it doesn't. I got this bike. I got a. I, I had got a shovel head that fucking. It was. It had been sitting for God knows how long. I threw it in my bike and rode the fucking piss out of it for three years. Yeah, but a lot of the shit that goes bad is the fucking. The lines, the bearings, the the you know the fuel lines, the oil lines, oh, the yeah, brake lines, the all the shit. So you buy a whole complete bike that's been sitting forever. Mm-hmm. You think, oh, I can just ride it. No, yeah, the, the fucking the inner tubes ain't even fucking good. <laughs> um, the throttle cable and the clutch cable aren't gonna last very yeah, long either. I mean, I, they've been sitting dry for twenty fucking years. Now, so you're just gonna go yanking on it a bunch? No, shit's coming loose. <laughs> I bought that bike. I bought a '71 from Big Daddy Woo Woo. Big Daddy Woo Woo. From Jeff. You know Jeff G? No. Iowa Jeff. Oh, Iowa. <laughs> and uh, I got it. Big Daddy Woo Woo. I got it. And he's, and uh, a little bit later, he's like, oh, man, I want to buy that bike back from you. I was like, that bike is doubled in price. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, it's good. It's a clean bike. It's got low miles, blah, blah. Yeah, it needs everything. Uh-huh. New motor. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's got the motor is apart right now. The heads are at Billy's because mm-hmm. it was just shit. Just, bike. shit just can't sit. No, <laughs> shit can't sit. Oh, Billy, I fucking. Do. I'm not even looking forward to my next phone call with him, dude. I fucked up again. What'd you do again, dude? You know, I got my motor and my transmission done just know? recently. Just the yeah, new one. The new two one. months ago. Yeah, I finally put it in the bike. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do what I did last time. You know, I'm like, make sure there's fucking oil on the motor, you know? And I put oil on the motor, and I fucking take off. And I rode it for two days, you know, just on my road down to Thorpe Springs and back, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour. Probably 30, 45 miles. And then yesterday, I'm pulling into my garage, and it's like fucking... Not wanting to go in neutral, and when I get it in the neutral, it's still like grabbing and trying to move forward. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then I kill it, and I can't get it into neutral. I'm like, oh, Dan, you didn't put any fucking oil in the transmission this time. How do you do that? I just fucking got so sick, dude. I fucking popped that thing off, stuck my finger in there, and I'm like, no fucking way, dude. That's insane. I know, man. He's not going to let me work on any of my shit anymore. He's going to be like, no. No, no. I'll do your motor and transmission, but you got to bring everything out. Bring the bike down. Bring everything down. You can even work on it in my shop, but it's going to have it in my <laughs> fucking shop. Oh, my God. Oh, no, dude. I'm supposed to race it next week. You think it's cooked? I don't know. So I put oil no in oil? it. No oil. None? Not a I don't think it'd be. I'm surprised it even made it 30 miles with no oil. I, I know. I 
Well, surely there was some. Like I just can't imagine why he there wouldn't have been oil in it. He probably had it greased up. But yeah, it was greased. So then I'm looking at it, and there's like a yellow sticker on the kicker on the the uh, ratchet top, and I'm like, I bet it says no oil. I bet that sticker says there's no oil in this bucket. Well, he probably put oil in it to run it through, and then drain oil out to sh to send yeah, it. I know that's probably exactly what he did. But I mean, it was like shit was. You know, swelled up, grabbing onto it. So this morning I go out there. I let it cool down yesterday. I dumped some gear oil in it. This morning I got in neutral. I started up my garage and it went forward and went to neutral easy. And maybe it's fun. I mean, I don't know. I'm fucking. I don't. You know, even if it is fine, I still got to call and tell them. It'll just cook the bearings. Yeah. The well, bearings. Those are be, kind of important. They got to be cooked. They got to be cooked. Dude. <laughs> I mean, the, all the gears in the case can handle a lot of heat. Yeah, I think what happened was they probably got warm and we're just having trouble, like, you know, going together or yeah, separating. They swell. Yeah, they swell. Everything up. swells when it gets when it's when it's boiling. Oil. <laughs> God damn it! Oh man, shit don't go well. I I oh, uh, I God. left Jeff Milburn's one time with the rear end. I don't know. Talk too much. <laughs> Not trying to badmouth anybody here, but I, I had a brand new rear end put in a 66 Oldsmobile with a four nine inch rear end. And uh, he said, Your car's ready. I came over and got it and made it about four miles and oh. just boom! And oh, ah! I was on the highway no. and it just made this huge noise. No. And then the rear end just locked up. And I called him and I was like, Dude, the, I almost just, the car just exploded. He's like, Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I forgot to put oil in the rear end. It's like, well, we know you can go about oh, six miles gosh. with no oil in the rear end. You can go further than that on four speed. Oh, man. Oh, well, dude. Wah. Dude, so tell, can, can we talk about uh, the, the project you just did with Milburn? Which one? The, the fucking, you know, uh, I think it's common knowledge that it exists. Yeah, I mean, it's on. There is on. There is things on the internet. I haven't seen much. There's so many funny stories that I don't think I could tell yet. <laughs> okay. Because I think I might be like, uh, I'm pretty sure that I'm not allowed to be the one to let the cat out of yeah. the bag. <laughs> okay, I mean, but that's there why is, I'm, that's why is, I'm asking. There is gonna be, I'm. There is gonna be some great. Great stories to tell. Yeah, good. Because some fucking insane, funny, fun, terrible, fucking awful, treacherous, torturous. Torturous like, is kind of Like I was so hearing. many different, I mean, some great things, some terrible things, but so much shit happens. So anyway, we're talking about a movie. Yeah. So to let you guys know, there is a movie that has been filmed and... It is based on uh, the Danny Line book, Bike Riders. And my buddy, Jeff Nichols, who is Ben Nichols from Lucero, his brother, he's a movie director. Uh, that's a talented family there. Dude, no shit. They're three brothers. One's like a fucking killer fucking criminal defense lawyer. I didn't know there's a third one. A One's criminal a, defense lawyer. That's good to have in the family. I mean, he's kind of... Like he's, I feel like if you're a really bad guy, this is the lawyer you want. <laughs> <laughs> I could be mistaken, but, uh, and then Ben, Ben, 
singer-songwriter of my personal favorite band of all time, Lucero. Um, and then Jeff, who is a movie director, who has made some great movies. Made a movie called Mud. Oh, that was a good one. Made a movie called Take Shelter, which is, if you haven't seen Take Shelter, it's a, it was his first small little independent film. Mike Shannon's the main guy, and it's all about a doomsday prepper guy that loses his mind. It's Take fucking shelter. so badass. Okay. And it's one of those movies that's like very small cast, very limited, you know, uh, locations. You know, it's like... Kind of like Reservoir Dogs where it's like more dialogue and yeah. just everything else. But very, I mean, very small cast and very limited, you know, there's only like a few different sets, Yeah. you know, but... Uh, more like a, like a play set yeah. up or some shit. Yeah, Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross kind of shit. Take shelter. Oh, so good. Um, and he made, a, he made a movie called Loving that was actually, you know, critically acclaimed. Okay. That was about um, an interracial couple. In the 50s, big, huge, true story, court case, you know. Uh, I think it was maybe Mississippi, and the court case, and the guy's last name was like Loving, like Jim Loving. And so it was like Loving versus Mississippi was the fucking case name or something. Wow. About a loving situation. Dude, great story, great movie, like fucking. uh, And he, you know, Ben wrote a song called Bike Riders based on the story that the interviews in the book. Like, really? Yeah, there's a Lucero song called Bike Riders. It's, that he did previous 20 to years ago. 20 years ago. And uh, his brother, they both loved that book. And I don't know how many years ago Jeff wrote a screenplay about it and then, you know, ended up getting Danny Lyon to sign off on it and took years to find somebody to give him money for it. And then they, you know, got filmed this year. And oh, That'd be interesting to see how you <clears> found, it got, it found got, Danny Lyons to, like, get him to ride off on it. <clears throat> Yeah, there's, I mean, there's going to be all that information. There'll be a lot of interviews that come out after it. I'm yeah. sure that'll let you know, let people be able to learn the story. But um, I hooked Jeff up with Jeff, Jeff Nichols with Jeff Milburn, to be the stunt coordinator of the movie. Um, I feel like I helped out, you know? You were in the right spot at the right time. I mean, so I, I mean I've been talking, me and Jeff. Who and, else would have done it the justice that it needed? Nobody. I mean, there's nobody. Nobody, nobody else could have done what Milburn did because there's people because you can't just be a motorcycle guy and go work in the movies I mean you can say all you want but it's not how it works Mm -hmm. Jeff is a fucking sag stunt driver you can't just be like I know how to ride motorcycles I'll ride in a movie doesn't work that way you know what I mean you can't just say I know how to drive a forklift I'm gonna go work for the union no you gotta be in the fucking union you know how it is Mm -hmm. I mean that's just there's a lot of people that say they could have done whatever they could have done but you can't just start today and go be the main guy on a huge movie. You have to be in the movie industry for a long time. You have to work your way up. You have to fucking know the ins and outs. You have to fucking, it's a fucking deal, yeah. you know? Um, and any other stunt coordinator, you know, there's not like there's just endless. You know, it's only, a, it's a small niche, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there's a few dozen, maybe, maybe a few dozen people in America that are the stunt coordinators of every fucking movie that gets made. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like 10 or 12 that are deal with horses yeah. that make all the westerns. There's like 10 or 20 that deal with cars that do all the car movies. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. You That's at, when I talked to Gary Davis and he was telling me all the movies that he did stunts for. I kind of put that together. Yeah. Like, oh, well, there can't be that many if you're doing them for like fucking Chuck Norris, all of them. Chuck you know? Norris's son 
does a lot. Like, you look at, like, fight movies, there's, like, you know, there's, like, probably 20 or 30, like, main stunt corners that do fights, mm -hmm. and they do the fights in every fucking movie, you know? Like, it's just what it is. Yeah. Um, and there's no other stunt coordinator that knows about antique Harley-Davidson's more than Bill Murray, no. you know? There's a lot there's of people... There's not many people that know about more about those bikes, period. No, there's a lot of Much people... Much less. No, there is a lot of people that know about them, but those aren't... They're not movie people. Yeah. So to be this perfect storm of the stunt coordinator, stunt driver, camera car driver, anti-Carla Davidson mechanic, like, think about what it would take to fucking keep 50 panheads running. <laughs> Yeah. For and, fucking and for, not, for three for months, not with every bikers day, on them every day for yeah. months, not having bikers on them, but like having, yeah, you got actors riding panheads for months. Yeah, I mean every day bikes are getting worked on. So Milburn had and the but you know there's budget problems and you, Milburn wanted to have four mechanics. If you would have had four, you needed four mechanics. At he least. had two mechanics. Oh, Ken, he was one of them. You know, and but he had the guy Jerry that was like the main knows everything guy was seven days a week fucking working on panheads morning <laughs> noon and night every day every single day something like this bike needs a clutch this bike needs brakes this bike needs fucking voltage regulator this bike needs fucking well and then like the communication generator. like the guy who's riding it doesn't fucking know what he's talking about he's like oh dude, it's doing Dave, something it's dude, doing something will you figure it out they had they bought 30 generators in the course of the movie you got all these old bikes that haven't been run very much at all. Now they're running every day. Yeah, in the fucking in Cincinnati in the winter. Dude. <laughs> fucking just kickstarting that many bikes every day. Every day, fucking dude. crazy. So basically, the movie's called Bike Riders, or the working title is Bike Riders, and it's about the book. And it's about the you know it's based on. If you know the book, you know the book. You know what it's based on. I don't want to get into the details, um, but it's fucking cool. Fucking cool. The information that I feel like I could say that's out there is that Tom Hardy, Norman Reedus, Austin Butler, uh, and a few people. Austin Butler. He's the kid that played Elvis in the new Elvis movie. Okay. And that motherfucker is one handsome goddamn son of a bitch. Dude, the Elvis movie was impressive. I didn't see it. It was, uh, you know. I hear they left, in the Elvis movie, I hear they left out the part where Elvis molested children, which I thought they should have kept that in. <laughs> You know, it's kind well, of a big, I mean, I'm not aware of kind this. of a big part of the yeah. story. Yeah. Um, but they left that part out. Um, allegedly. <laughs> Let me throw the word allegedly I in there. I was not aware of these allegations. Let either. me throw the word allegedly in there. But uh, this guy, Austin Butler, man, he is he's a young kid. He's fucking he was the one that was like ready to rock. Mm -hmm. You know, the the his his people didn't really want him so much on a motorcycle being dangerous and he's like, Fuck that. No shirt, no helmet, just fucking ripping on a panhead. Like he oh, went from cool. never riding a motorcycle in his life to fucking riding Loving the coolest it. fucking motorcycle. Loving yeah. It. Um and then you have, you know, Norm Reedus who rides motorcycles mm -hmm. and you have uh Tom Hardy who ridden motorcycles but never ridden what I call a real motorcycle. Mm -hmm. uh, and the bike that Tom Hardy rides in the movie is my 55 Panhead. And that was the first Harley Davidson he ever rode, and it was cool as fuck. Nice. And he's nice. like, man, this thing's heavy. Is it the one I hear with the chrome fenders? No, it's the, the red red one. 
Okay. It's a red 55. I've never seen that chrome fender bike out there. So that bike, the you know the picture of the bridge bike, mm-hmm. the picture of the guy riding over the yeah. bridge looking over his shoulder, that that bike is the replica of that bike. Okay. Did you so have that ahead of time? Or? Milburn built two of those for the movie. Of course. And he's got one and I got one. That's awesome. And it looks, I mean, if you look at the photo, it's the fucking bike. That's you know what so I mean? sick. Now um, I got to look at it again. But man, the movie's supposed to come out this year, later in the year. Um, I got high hopes for it. Uh, it looked the sets and the costumes and everything looked so fucking cool, mm-hmm. you know. And they. Um, so how much did you get to be involved? Because I know you were going up there. Um, I got to ride in the back, be on the background, yeah, you know. The just group shots. There's going to be a few scenes where I'm like, see that headlight? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. at night. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. bikes come around the corner at night, you know, and so you just see headlights. I'm like, that that one's me. That's I'm awesome. that guy. Uh, and then there's some scenes where uh, there's a house party and we're just like chilling in the background of the house party, mm-hmm. like Audra and Kayla and me all up That's there. That's so awesome. You got and the girls in it. Dude, the girls got done up in costume with their hair all done all 60s. It was fucking cool, man. Uh, and it looked legit. I mean, everything looks fucking uh, pretty fucking cool. And there's a, I, I probably, you know, the... Everything gets edited, so you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, if there's probably five or six scenes that I was that I was filmed in, but depending on what angle they use, they could, the angle could be pointing the other direction. I might not be in it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because they create the entire environment, 360 view, and then they film from, from both places. both ways. <clears throat> so each edit could be different. You know, they they get. You know how. There's a lot of stuff that you never see, mm-hmm. you know, that gets filmed that never gets used. Yep. Just in like my my experience on Ink Master, you know, there's like fucking hours. Just in my experience shooting the Fandango, yeah. we hours. have fucking hours, hours of shit, dude. and it goes to sixty Every seconds. Every day, that's what people ask me. Like, you know, a lot of questions about Ink Master. Like, I'll fucking sit there and I'll talk about a tattoo for ten minutes. And on the show, it's like, and the show, it's like, that's jacked. And that's it. (laughs) And everybody's like, ooh, I loved it when you said it was jacked. You know? And I'm like, yep, it was jacked. Now, there's nine minutes of explanation about why it's jacked. You don't need to know that. Yeah, yeah, that didn't make it. You just have to trust me. Dude, my fucking... Just trust me, it's jacked. My in-laws have been watching the show. They've they've seen every episode Dude, it's a fucking, it's, it's... They think it's live though. They, they oh, just, yeah. I had to tell them like, no, this is not. This is ten years. This ago. isn't a new season <laughs> coming out. This isn't a new episode on Wednesday. Dude, there's a whole brand new this two years fan base of Ink Master. Oh, just this two years. It's Since the pandemic. New. Okay. So pandemic, people went back Rock and started family. watching Ink mm-hmm. Master that had never watched it before. People that were fucking nine years old when it came out. Are now 11. Are now, no, it was oh, 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Okay, okay. Now they're 19, 19 and they messed with their favorite show, dude. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, so there's like, there was kind of a, a you know, the show started in the first couple seasons, nobody knew about it. And then season four, five, six, it got real popular. And then it, the six, seven, eight, nine, it, the majority of viewers were seeing it as it came out every week. And so okay. during that time, it's like, People were like seeing me and be like, man, last night on Ink Master, blah, 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 you know? And then it kind of dipped down and then the show ended. And then there was like, the buzz is kind of whatever. 
you know, some people would know about it, whatever. And then all of a sudden, 2021, just... Did it get released to different networks now? It Is got, that why it's... Uh, it got put on Netflix. Okay. And so pandemic time, people started watching. The first two seasons were on Netflix. So that gets people into it. Mm-hmm. And then, so they did this on purpose. They put it on Netflix to put the first two seasons on Netflix yeah. where you can just watch it for free. But then you're like, oh, I want to see season three. Yeah, so now you got to go next. pay nine ninety nine to watch season three. Yeah. And so, but all these people, the the fan the fan base just came back. Wow. And now there's new kids and... And same, like you said, old people, like mm-hmm. and all ages. People found out about the show yeah. within the last couple of years. I mean, that's what I took from it. I was like, wow, this goddamn, like, you know, they don't have fucking tattoos, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it Dude, just kind of blew my mind. The funniest but I was like, thing is wow. that how many people that have no tattoos love the show. Hmm. And I've tattooed, like, in their people that are middle age, 30s, 40s, 50s, like, come to get their first tattoo because they saw the show. Wow. And that happens every day. They, do they return? Or every is it just day like on the street. And done? Every day on the street. Uh, it's like like potato chips, man. <laughs> uh. Hey, I just said the other day on this little thing I was doing. Me and we were fucking around at the shop, and I was getting tattooed from my buddy on his thirty first tattoo anniversary. And I was like, t- it was hurting. It's tiny little tat. Took fucking three two minutes. And it was hurting. And I'm like, ow! And I'm like, hey guys, let me just tell you, tattoos fucking hurt. If you don't have any, if you don't have any tattoos, uh-huh. don't start. Because once you start, you're gonna get more, yeah. and they hurt, and it sucks. See, I've got one. I stopped. Yeah. But I've been like toying with the idea. Like on this trip, I was like, "You should get more." Man, I want to like commemorate. <laughs> you know, like it'd be cool to do that. But I'm like, "Fuck!" I, if I get a tattoo, I got Al's got to like open that floodgate. Like I want Al to like, you know, at least get Al in here right now. So I told him, I'm like, all right, Al, I'm going to do it. And now I haven't done it. You know, I got commitment issues, you know, but I'm thinking that. You should get something about the Pan America deal, dude. Well, I just, yeah, I mean, I like think so. Like a full so. back piece with a red line <laughs> on the map. Oh, absolutely not. You know? Start at the nape of your neck a, and end at the butt a, crack, a dude. a penguin or something, you know? Huh? Just a penguin or something. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I made jokes about that trip, like, well, I'm going to go where the dolphins turn into penguins. And then when I actually, like. Saw a penguin. Saw a fucking penguin. I was like, no. And I was like, wasn't even trying to. Some guy on a bike that I ran into like months before that up in Bolivia or someplace. He was like, hey, remember me? And I'm like, no. He's like, you know, explains. He's like, hey, I'm going to, right over here, there's some penguins off the side of the road. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. So we go over there and I'm just like, no fucking way. It's like, it's like 90 degrees out. And there's penguins, dude. I kind of. Were they going? They weren't making any noise. No. No, they were just like the ones at the mall. Funny the ones shit. at the mall were all at the mall. They, they got had, them at the mall. They had little like one year for no, Christmas. No, one the year mall. one year for Christmas at North Park Mall. They had a little pond. They had little penguins in there. No fucking way. It was awesome. <laughs> oh man, you should do it. I tell people don't do it, but you should do it. Yeah. But I just say if you don't, if you don't, if you're scared about the pain, then just don't get tattooed because yeah. they do hurt. Yeah. I got mine right down my spine, and I think the guy wasn't happy that he was doing it anyway, so he was just like... Yeah, how long ago was that? It was when I was 19. So you don't remember, really? No. Fuck no, I don't remember. But I'll tell you what. Here's the funny thing. It's still the same thing, or what? The second, no matter where you get it on your body, the second the needle hits your skin, you're going to instantly remember 
what it felt Dude, like. Dude, when I hear tattoo. a machine, I instantly remember that fucking dark room where he was just Dude, like dragging the, needles across my back. You don't, people, humans don't remember pain. You remember that it hurt, but you don't remember the feeling. Yeah, maybe so. You don't remember the feeling. You don't. And the second it happens again, you remember it. Like you can, it's just, it's a weird thing. Okay. I mean, this is, uh, this isn't my own theory, by the way. <laughs> um, but it's, but this, like, if you've never broken a bone, you don't know anything about it, and you break a bone, you don't really know if it's broken or not. You've broken five or six bones. You know when you break the next The one. second you break a bone, you're like, that's broke! You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, maybe it's I've not. I've people nope. say that. They're like, no, no, I've done this before. It's, it's broke. fucking broke. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not even, it is painful, but the first, the first second you get a break, your body, like, deals with it. Mm-hmm. And you get all these endorphins, and you get all this shit, and whatever. You like, you know. It's Speaking of break, dude, your shoulder's good, huh? You're back in business? I'm back. I, a lady tried to kill me. Yeah, when I got, when I, last time I saw you, you were like, I can't remember, you were wrapped up, or I had a sling, something. probably. Yeah, a sling, maybe. Dude, I got this, I, I got hit on a bike. I mean, for what, like the 20th, 30th time? I mean, I don't, I lost track. <laughs> I was trying to tell somebody the other day, like, how many incidents you've got, and I don't know about all of them, but I know that I've been around while you're telling these stories, and they just keep, yeah. they just don't I've stop. crashed, I've crashed quite so a few th- times. So this time? I was, dude, this time was pretty, pretty mild, but I was, left a shop, went one block over, going down Main Street, mm-hmm. uh, light, turn, light turn red at Hall. Right there by Terry Black's. Okay. Light turned green. I went through. Next little driveway lady fucking just instantly pulls out. Pulls right out in front. And I, um, I just. Did you hit, from the side or right out in I, front of you? Right in front of me. I just hit the brakes and hit the car. Like laid the bike down and hit the car. I, I jettisoned the bike instantly. Okay. So I, me and the bike both hit the car separately. Like the bike okay, hit. So the, you got away from the, the bike. The bike hit the front wheel and I've headbutted the back door. Did you go underneath it? I actually, I when I came to a stop, I was like this against the tire, or like this against the tire in my shoulder. And this, she was stopped. She yeah. stopped moving. Yeah. She just stopped right in front of you. Yeah. Fucking genius. Um, well, it's one of these. It's like I'm going. She pulls out. I fucking swerve, and then she goes like ten more feet and stops. <laughs> like if she would have stopped the first time. But, oh god. Uh, it was it happened. You know, it all happens in a flash. Instantly laid it down. Bikes. A little bit fucked, uh, but fixable. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. And didn't uh, even fuck up the paint. Hardly did it. The tank has a dent. It did. Okay. Yeah, and the front fender has a fucking swipe on it. But I mean, I could not. I could just leave the bodywork the way it is and mm-hmm. fix just forks and handlebars and be rocking, um, and pegs. But uh, the sad part about that story is, is I put a new front end on that bike. All new front end, new PM brakes, new fucking levers, master cylinder, fucking, fucking jazz that fucker out. So that's out. what Corey was talking about. He and was like, I just fucking put brand new shit on this motherfucker. And I rode it, as, I rode it from Browns to the tat shop, home to the tat shop, and crash. Oh, fuck. So I got maybe 10 miles and on it. And the front end's what smoked on it, right? Yeah, front end smoked. Maybe 10 miles on that fucking, on that. The full setup. Yeah. Oh, it's riding so good, too. So that was your, it was your right, left shoulder? Right arm. Right. And I 
just the, the, where my collarbone connects to my AC joint, mm -hmm. the top of the bone chipped off, but the bone stayed connected to the AC joint. So it wasn't like I was separated. Okay. It's just a chip, which not too bad. But the, the most of the pain was the compacted shoulder. I compacted my shoulder because I went down on this arm and compacted it this way. And so it, all that tissue, all that rotator cuff, all that ligament. It's just all bruised. Was, yeah, like it compacted in. So all that tissue swells. And then all these ribs here, it compacted those ribs and bruised the ribs up into my, like where to connect under your arm, shoulder blade. Mm -hmm. And then where the ribs connect to my spine, all that was tweaked, compacted, oh. bruised. And the bruised rib is Ribs fucking bad. hurt, dude. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. Anything that involved moving my right arm or at laughing. all. None of this coughing, sneezing, yeah. laughing, breathing, yeah. hurt. Laying down, hurt. Uh, so I was fuck. like, the first two weeks, it was like pain and no sleep. Just, you know what I mean? That was miserable. Brutal. And then once it got, once that, once that, and I was icing three, four times a day. Did you get one of those ice machines or you just put no, just raw ice, ice packs, in there? Ice packs. Um, but I mean, I was out of work for three weeks. A mm -hmm. little more than That's three it? weeks. Yeah. But I mean... I probably should have been out of work longer, but I was doing, I did physical therapy. I did two months worth of physical therapy. So they didn't therapy. have to open you up and get rid of that no. bone chip or nothing? No, it's just going to recalcify back over and be fine. I went to the orthopedic and got MRIs and got all the shit. And Luckily, there's no permanent damage to my rotator cuff or anything. That's the now, big, did, you get, did, did you get those shots in your shoulder or was that like in your elbow? Elbow, stuff? wrist. Oh, yeah. it's down here. Yeah. But I'm a... Uh, I'm on the fence of starting uh, like a peptide program. Really? You know anything I mean, about any like, of that stuff? Like athletes used to yeah. fucking stay tip top. Just to get back, you know, just to... It's well, like essentially, a, it's like a kind of steroid, right? Yeah, it's like a regenerative mm -hmm. deal. I mean, it's not a... It's like a... You do like a, a limited amount of time just to like rebuild. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good, it's a very good after injury program. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not like a muscle steroid where you work out and get no, huge. Yeah, it's no, more I, like yeah. a, just a. No, this girl is Stephanie Peets. You familiar with her? <laughs> She's bad as fuck. I like fucking wrecked her out. She broke her leg. Or maybe she broke her leg. No, okay. The first time I raced her, she had broke her leg like three weeks before that. And then she just fucking spanked me on the track. I'm like, you got a broken fucking leg. She's like, oh, I'm peptide. You know, she's yeah, doing dude. all this shit. That's how, I was like, I got to look these, into that That's stuff. how these athletes get back to work so quick, man. That's they it. fucking stem cells I mean, and peptides. It's 2023, dude. I mean, steroids and all this shit. You can. Yeah, liver king, dude. But, uh. But yeah, mini Rex. Yeah, a bunch. A bunch, dude. Not a, I was, and that's the Buell out there, or not the Buell, the Triumph out yeah. there on that we talked about on the first podcast. You going from Austin to Deep Ellum in like fucking forty-five minutes or something? Not insane. forty-five minutes, but pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. About a, I mean, hour and a half. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Yeah, but yeah, that's pretty quick. So the tattoo shop, uh, you got a convention coming up? Oh man, we've got Elm Fest, Elm Street Tattoo. Uh, tattoo Festival, which is, uh, if you've ever been to a tattoo convention before, this is not it. Okay. This is the world's smallest, purposely small tattoo convention. There's like 26 tattooers, um, 
all from all over the place and none from none from the local area. Really? That's the one thing so like I... like all your local guys take a break that... Well, everybody... I mean, people that work at Elm Street, we're at Elm Street. Okay. Uh, but... Oh, so this doesn't happen at Elm Street? Mm -mm. Happens at Trees. Okay. And there's, you know, perfect amount of room for 26 to 30 tattooers, and it's, uh... Man, it's just hand-chosen, selected tattooers from all over the world, you know, different, different every time, but, uh... Instead of like having a convention where you sell a booth and you can do whatever you want in there, we just we don't do it that way. This is a uh, a lot of tattoo conventions. They'll just sell a booth, and then people in Arlington, Anybody Arlington can buy Tattoo one. Convention. There's a bunch of tattoo shops from Arlington at the tattoo convention. Like I don't understand. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. If yeah. you're in Arlington, why are you going to pack up all your shit and go six miles down the street and do tats for the weekend? Makes sense. I don't understand. Like. No. In the, the, for me, the idea of a tattoo convention is for people in Texas or Dallas or Arlington or Deep Ellum or wherever, the opportunity to get tattooed from someone from Florida, New York, Ireland, England, Italy, you know, Makes easily available. Yeah. yeah, like... Without having to go to Florida, England, Ireland. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, the first couple of years I did it, I had a lot of friends with tattoo shops in the area, and they're like, oh, man, let me get a booth. And I'm like, mm, you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I don't like you or I'm mad at you. It's just it does, that's not what kind of thing I'm doing. Yeah. And so now people get it, and people understand, and it makes sense. And, and appreciate it. And probably. people are not butthurt about it, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, but there's, there's no reason to have, I mean, you're five miles away. If you want to get tattooed by you, you're right there. Like, yeah. why would you want to pack up all your shit and come to Deep Ellum and do tattoos? You know, uh -huh. but uh, it's a great event. It's small. Um, it is a terrible business model. Dude. It is. Uh, I mean, that's how some of the most baddest ass things are. It now. is not designed <clears throat> to uh, be profitable, mm -hmm. and uh, we have proven that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the tenth year. But it's a great opportunity this for everybody tenth, in the this area. This is the tenth year. That we're gonna lose the money mm -hmm. on this on this project, but I mean it's great. I mean it, it if we can get it. To, I mean if it anywhere near breaks even, I'm it's a raging success. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I bet all those people that get to come here. Oh, it's cool. It's great. It. I mean it, it's it's what I want to do. This is it's like passion it's, project. It's more so something that I want to do more than it's not a business. You know. Yeah. Uh, and we've got a lot of great people in the neighborhood that help out. Like, Trees is into the idea. They help us out a fucking lot. They hook us up. They fucking take care of us. You know, they make a little bit of money. So they're they, set up there all day long at Trees doing tattoos. Is Friday, there music at Trees, or is it just no, fucking music, tattoo guns going tattoo, all day? Tattoos at Trees, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then we have bands playing. This year we have bands playing at Three Links and Cheap Steaks down the street. Cheap um, Steaks? That's another venue? Yeah. Not so, Cheap Steaks. They do have steak. Do they really? Yeah. Come on. They have steak. And it's uh it's a little restaurant on Elm Street, but they have a back patio with the stage and a, a music venue. Okay, cool. It's pretty cool. Um so that'll be great. We've got some we're working on everything now, getting everything lined out for the bands and all the shit. And what we've got weekend the, is this? May 19, 2021. And we got we got a great list of tattooers. You can check it out, Elm Fest. Mm -hmm. You can find it on Elm Street Tattoo on Instagram, or we have a. It's, that, it's been that weekend for a while now. So the first year we did it was 
we did the Southern Throwdown and Elmfest the same weekend. Holy shit. And it was in May, and it was 10 years ago. So this okay. is the 10th year of Elmfest, and also the 10th year of Southern Throwdown. So we've moved Southern Throwdown back to, to May. The first couple years it was in the spring, and then it got kind of got, it became the summer, and then it became late some August, end of August. And, you know, Southern Throwdown has just been one of those events that's just kind of go with the flow, figure out a good time mm -hmm. for it to happen. And a lot of that was due to availability of, we had it at the Bomb Factory for all yeah, those years. working around their and schedule. we would, Bomb Factory would just give it to us for a good deal on a weekend they had nothing else going on. Gotcha. So it's like, they're like, oh, this year we got this weekend. We're like, we'll take it. <laughs> you know, so it kind of was, it fluctuated between, it was in July one year, too hot. Yeah. It was in late August one year, pretty good for a little, you know, and it was in the first of September one year. So, I mean, we're taking it back to May and last two years it's been out at Yellow Rose Canyon. So we're just going to be at Yellow Rose Canyon and uh, it's Memorial Day weekend, which is great. I think, you know, I think people that want to go to a motorcycle show it's a great weekend to do it mm -hmm. um but we got we're pretty excited about yellow rose and the way things are going right now and last year some throwdown and born free were pretty close together so that's another reason it made more sense to put some throwdown back at its original dates yeah get it further away from and i think it's going to be a pretty good run because we got fandango first of april and then some throwdown the end of may so that's damn near two months yeah apart which is not too close to be like yeah i think two months goes by people ready to camp out again two maybe months, yep. and then you got the heat of the summer where you're doing who knows what and then you got born free back in october and Dude, uh how fucking awesome was the born free weekend i mean last year sun's rowdown was small but man it was one of the best i mean as far as like what happened and how cool it was having it throw down, having it at the Yellow Rose and all that shit. So it was really good. And then Born Free was like through the fucking roof. What, I'm trying to think. Did I? I don't know if I was at Born Free or Southern Throwdown last year. Because the year I, was it the year before when, when you lit everything on fire. Was that or was that just kickers? What? Which? That was, I can't even remember now. No, that was it's Southern Throwdown the year before when okay. when uh, when Jeff and I would jump the fire on the golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the last two years have been great. They've been, it's like been smaller, like the niche group and a lot of fun. So, and it's a great, great, and, you know, we've got those, that core group of people that show up on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the party. At the tree, dude. The, At the, the tree. party starts, man. Yeah. And that's the, that, that Wednesday, Thursday's the best time. But not everybody can get off work for Wednesday, Thursday. But same with Born Free. You know, a lot of people showed up early. And this year, you know, we've taken a lot of notes from last year at Born Free. We fixed a lot of things. Um, if you were at Born Free last year, you know that getting in and the gate was backed up and held up. We've got we've got that all. Dude, so even the people I talked to that were like, dude, we fucking got stuck in line for four hours. Not a single one of them was like mad about it. They were just like, they were still excited. They wanted to like, get in. Why didn't we come sooner? You know, like it was like, yeah. I was like, this is good. Like every, even the people that were stuck in line, like they weren't even bitter. Like it yeah, was just but like, we've 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 got a solution. We've got that. Got the logistics of that all worked out. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's hard to prepare. Dude, nobody really knew. You know, we we got more people. Yeah. We need more people. We've got uh, 
if anybody does want to work born free, I mean, there's jobs available. So oh, there you go. Um, y'all can hit up yellowrosecanyon.com. We are, uh, we're going to be hiring for all kinds of positions and we're going to try to hire, you know, we're going to have to try to get solicit a lot more help to where like somebody could work Friday and then not work Saturday and somebody could work Saturday and not Friday. That way people that want to, that would like to work and be a part of it. Would like to contribute a little but bit, also, but also enjoy also it. Also like to have a good time. Yeah. Um, so we had some people the last year that just worked from Wednesday to Monday and it was fucking a lot. Mm-hmm. Like me, Audra, Sean, like I was nonstop yeah, from Wednesday to Monday. Uh, and so thank you for I, prepping that track, dude. We had a lot of fun out there. Oh, we got it's gonna be great this year. It's gonna be fucking great. Oh man, big news! Oh shit! Boom! Take this is this is the big this is the big news. Uh, get fucking ready, dude. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. This has not been announced yet. But I'm going to announce it right now. Okay. Hot off the press. At Born Free 2023, October. Let's, let me say the date. Let yeah, me say, say the, the date. fucking date. I was date. trying to. Let me say the fucking date. All right. It is 20, 21, 22. Okay. I'm going to say 19. Yeah, 20, I think you should. Thursday, baby. Yeah. Uh, but that weekend, October, it's basically the same weekend last year, third weekend of October. Um, if you're fucking smart, show up on fucking Thursday, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we've got a lot of great options. It's gonna, we're gonna, you know, Mike and Grant, they've, you know, they're working their fucking ass off to fucking make the changes that make to make it as fun as possible and uh, get the get the prices down as feasible and just have a one price for the whole fucking you know yeah um and they're gonna start let people come in earlier is yeah. the big thing you know that'll help with all the how many people show up each day the you know because a yeah, lot of showed up a lot Saturday of people morning. a lot of people will show up thursday if they can you yes. know what i mean especially people coming from far away yeah. you know but uh it's gonna be killer but let's hear it what are you dropping Mini bike race. Big. A big mini, mini bike, bike race. race. Anything goes. Well, pretty much anything goes. <laughs> it's got to be a mini bike. It's got to be a pull start motor. Oh, it's got to be pull start. It's got to be a pull start motor, but I don't think there's many, much other regulations other than that. But there is going to be, uh, I think they are capping at 100 entries. And it's going to be $10,000. What? In prizes. What? Yeah. For Born Free Weekend, $10,000 uh-huh. mini bike race. That's right. Circle track? Is this yeah. going to be an enduro course? Circle track. Circle fucking track. Fucking. God, I just gave away my full strike. $10,000 another in prizes. What the fuck? And it's going to be a double elimination fucking heats okay so it's probably going to be the first the first eliminations will be on now Friday. you got a mini bike race coming up too right we like do have enduro we have a mini something? bike race coming up at the canyon called conquer the canyon okay uh and there's going to be pri- big prize money involved in this too um 
and it is it's an enduro. It's a two mile track. Okay. And the I'm pretty sure the specifics are it's the most laps you can do in an hour. Okay. And you can have two to four people on your team. Oh, sick. Yeah. So you can do when a lap. When is this one? That is March 19th. March 19th. March 19th. And it's the same. Pull, you know, it's a pull start mini bike race. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all terrain. You know, there's flat open field. There's windy, bumpy trails. Fucking sand pit. Sand pit. Hits the track. Hits some hills. Hits some trees. But it's a it's a, it's a two mile course that winds around the entire property. Okay. Um, and they are. Do uh, we got to do something like that for Born Free too? I mean, the track will be. We'll have the like, track like a pit bike race. We'll have too. the track so laid open out. up to like PWs or CRF one tens. Yeah, I mean, I'm in, I'm in for whatever. But Dude. the mini bike race at Born Free is going to be ten thousand bucks. Ten thousand bucks for full start bikes. And then the Concord Canyon. I don't know exactly what the prize money is going to be, but it's going to be prize money for uh, multiple places. Sick. But. Um, That'll be a fun one. Yeah, two to four, two to four people per team. Um, and I feel. Um, now, are you putting that on? Who's putting well, this on? Well, Tony and Shane, uh, that have North Texas mini bikes. Okay. They're it's they're putting it on. I mean, obviously we're helping, and Yellow Road's helping, and Cheap Thrills is helping. But it's um, there's actually going to be a lot of promotion hitting about that pretty soon. There's already some flyer out on the website yeah, on the internet something. now. Uh, so, um, more info coming soon, but that's coming up pretty quick too. March Mm -hmm. 19th. And I think they're going to do, we're also going to have that same weekend, have some regular circle track races, but the big track does come in. The big course does come in and make a lap, make a three quarter lap of the tracker, you know, in and out of the track. Um, I'm not sure if it involves a hill climb up the Canyon or not. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I Um, think it should go up and over the stage, too. I feel like, (laughs) I mean, I have crashed off the end of that stage before. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm going to be, I feel like I'm going to be able to compete in that one. Yeah. Um, I do not have a fucking, a team yet. No. But. Are you going to run a suspended bike? Like a. You know the full rigid or the front I gotta and back. Figure, I got to figure that out. I mean, you got some options, but I got to figure that out. Yeah, um, I do got to put a new motor in one of my mini bikes before any of that happens. But that's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, but if you're in the mini bike racing and you're in the area, March nineteenth is going to be killer. But anywhere in the U.S., it's going to be worth the trip. Yeah. To come get in this fucking born free mini bike yeah, race. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Um, once we fucking drop the news on that, dude, we're gonna fucking. So who's backing that? Who's putting up ten grand? Is that cheap? Thrill? Well, there's there's an in, there's an entry fee to get in the race, mm-hmm. and then there's a handful of sponsors that are being worked on and getting put together to fucking pull all the money together. Sick. But uh, yeah, more info coming soon on that. Okay. I hope I hope we'll have all that information out to the world uh, in the next. You know, maybe three to four weeks or so. Maybe, maybe. What a month is it now? It's fucking. Are they going to get the fucking half pipe out? You know, you call your guys up at Vans and say, hey, we need. 
We need that's, to have Fife in Texas. That's Mike and Grant, man. I hope I, I I think it's I think it's hard. I think it's way too expensive to get Mans to bring a half pipe all the way there from. Surely California. there's one in Texas though that they can just like. <laughs> there's got to be like they can make that happen. Yeah. I talked to uh, I talked to my buddy Mike Crone about his portable ramp. Yeah. And that's a possibility. Um, but man, it's just hard getting fucking sponsorship money these days. Yeah. Sponsorship money is thin mm-hmm. in this economy. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And I think that Mike and Grant really are trying to concentrate on the most bang for the buck. What mm-hmm. can they get in Born Free that's going to, the most people are going to enjoy, you know, and like maybe cut some of the stuff that's like, you know, you got, you got to, you can't just have everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, I mean, yeah, I imagine that um, having a half pipe in California is pretty easy to do. The skaters are right around the block. Yeah. You know, the, the ramps. And the there. ramps are yeah. available. Um, and it still costs a ton of money for them to bring that ramp and set it up mm-hmm. in California. Yeah. I mean, it's still like a $10,000 job just to have the company come and put that ramp together and take it apart and take it back. Um, same with the wall of death. I mean, the wall of death paid off. Dude. Because last year, that was killer, dude. Killer. There's so many people that I talked to that had never seen one in real life before. Because unless you go to fucking like... Dude, the pictures don't... When you're standing in there and it's moving and you're smelling it... Unless you go to Sturgis or fucking Congregation or something, there's not a lot of opportunities. Or Born Free in California, there's not a lot of opportunities to see the Wall of Death these days. No, you just happen to be at one of those dealerships that gets them to come through every once in a while, but... But nowadays, that shit don't happen very much. I mean, that's all they do mainly is dealerships. Yeah. And the, to the big events. But to, like the, the events like that, wherever, like you're with your buddies, everybody's up there. You know, when you fucking hold out that dollar bill or 20 and he grabs it and then throws a t-shirt in your face, I mean, it's so sick. Yeah, they killed it. And that was a great, I mean, they, that was a big, for, last year, that was a big gamble for them. Yeah. You know, because it's a first year event. You know, you got, they're looking at, you can't just think, oh, Born Free's been going on for 13, 14 years. Like, this is a new event, a new space, a new state. You yeah. know, you can't just go in and spend a million dollars and then go broke mm-hmm. and then never have it again. You know what I mean? You got to be, they got to be smart. And, uh, I mean, Mike and Grant, fucking bless them, dude. This is a lot of work and it's a lot of fucking, they put a lot into it. Yeah. And it really pays well, off. Fuck. Yeah, much, I mean, you did as well. All right? much, Don't sell yourself much, short. Dude. How you much, were fucking hustling all the way up until that weekend and through I that had weekend. To. I mean, you know, but how much they put into it, how much they care about it really shows because they put on an event where people are fucking enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, people get their fucking money's worth. You, yeah. I mean, you cannot beat that weekend. No, and they're real receptive, you know, like every time I talked to them or, you know, brought up an idea or a person that wanted to help. I mean, they were just... They took in all the information and were like willing to listen and, yeah. you know, see what we wanted to do here in Texas, which I thought was really rad. Uh, and and just getting making the making the wall of death happen last year was like it almost it was just barely made it, mm-hmm. you know. But and they put it on the line, like if if that put them in the danger of of losing out mm-hmm. on that weekend. Yeah. You know, they they put they they put their money on the table and rolled the dice with well, that. I'm glad one. they did. And it worked. It paid yeah. off. But yeah. you know, it's it's scary. Getting to play on that stage was so fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> great. It was so good. Oh man. You know, we had talked about doing it on that stage in the back and 
and I was helping the brothers set up the wall, and we get the walls up, and the trailer's right there in front, and I'm standing on it going, no. This is this is where we need to set up. And Man, play. I want. I was planning to set up a camera to time lapse the wall of death getting put up. Oh yeah. And I was too busy and everyone got to do yeah. it. So I'm gonna. I got it in my head. I'm gonna delegate that to someone that this you. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cool seeing it down there in that field. You know, like it. Oh was... yeah, we went back and forth like, you know, for half the day on where to put it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Well, if it's here, you think people will come here?" I'm like, "If it's here." That's yeah. where people will go. Yeah, wherever it like ends you're gonna, up You're being. creating the yeah. drive, you know? Like, it's not like nowhere on the property is out of bounds. Like, no, but I think right there, it, where it was at least no, where people perfect. could see it, you know? At least like, oh, it's over there. Okay, we got to go over there at Dude, some point. some people are so crazy. Some people are like, oh, man, you're going to walk all the way over there? I'm like, dude, it is like a Three minute. Those people don't even deserve to see it. Three minute walk. They don't dude. deserve to see three, it. You can't walk for yeah. three minutes. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's what Amazon has done to people. It. Because you, know, you know when you used to buy something, you had. It to, took a while. You used to have to walk for an hour. Oh, it's like a, you go to the mall, you yeah. walk for an hour. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, you did have to walk to get shit. Yeah, you had to walk fucking further just to get into the mall mm-hmm. from where you parked. So it's like, man, people are fucking. It's fucked me up too. People are like, so. And now I order. I'm like, oh, can you rush that? Like, I'll pay extra. <laughs> what is it? What does it cost? What I, do you mean? I just rushed the shipping, and it's gonna take four days to package it up. And I'm like, chill out, dude. Just I fucking, still can't believe still fast. that you can get shit next day. I don't know how they do that. How do they have that shit? Like, when I find something random that I need, and then it says I can get it the next day, I'm just like, what other weird person is out there that makes this possible? Insane. Yeah, that's where we're at, dude. Well, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe me, you, and Al should be on this fucking Conquer the Canyon. I mean, that would be race. sick, but me and Al are not going to be here on March nineteenth. Yeah. Oh, where are you going? Fucking Bisbee. Ah, well, fuck it. I got to get a new teammate. <laughs> I mean, I smell what you're stepping in. I'm just not going to be here. Who? Yeah, I don't know. I got to think about that. I mean, I got to feet. I got to. When we first, when the first, when the race first got, you know, trimmed up, I was still kind of like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I was injured. Because of the injury. Yeah. But I'm feeling pretty good now. I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't do it today. Yeah. I mean, I can tattoo and I can ride a motorcycle slow down the street, but I can't like, yeah. you I gotta, can't do push-ups yet. I mean, I can do like some things. I'm not even, I've been lifting, I've been doing more than I'm supposed to be doing with what I'm to yeah. be honest. Get them peptides, dude. You'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> but my, by March, I'll be yeah, ready to go. You'll be fine, dude. Be ready to go. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be here for the fucking Southern Throwdown either. I'm just fucking missing it all. Well, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Memorial Day weekend. Where are you going? New Mexico. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. You going to the fucking Rio Doso? Red River. Red River? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't taken my wife the past couple years. I'm like, all right, babe, I will take you on a motorcycle ride through the mountains. It's coming. You know? No kids? No, 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 no kids. Where no, are we're, going, we're going to Milwaukee next week. I wanted to take the kids so they could race flat out Friday, and she was like, hey, motherfucker, you've been gone for a month, and I've been here with the kids. You're taking me, and we're leaving those fuckers here. And I was like, all right. Where do they stay? With the in-laws. In-laws and my sister, Rebecca, she's like, Uncle Becca is their favorite place to go. She, they go up there and work her fucking retail space and sell hats. And that's cool. 
learn new dirty words. <laughs> look at Uncle Tammy's titties on the fucking calendar. And, yeah, they love it, dude. <laughs> have you been to her place someday? I haven't. Dude, it is a trip. I mean, she's got a great little store in Prosper with like, she sells all sorts of crazy shit. You know, her hats and then whatever else she can find. That's cool. That's cool. She's got a cool thing going on. Yeah. We're going to have to get her out to the canyon for one of the events. Yeah, That's for sure. Happen. Try to get her to do Born Free, and it just didn't line up last year, but I don't, she doesn't get any options this year. Dude, She's Born Free be is going to fucking blow the fuck up this year. Yeah. Y'all should get ready. I'm ready. Everybody I mean, should. Uh, as ready as I can be. Oh, I will say this. I will put this out to the world. Uh, if you didn't go to Born Free last year and you're thinking about going to Born Free this year, um, cabins, I think, are sold out. Yeah. But um, there are RV spaces. There's still RV spaces that right are now. still available, and they probably will be available for a little while. I don't think everybody's going to book them up that quick. But um, And if I say that quick, I mean like... I mean, I'm October, shocked October, they're not booked up October is far away. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Well, but if you were there last year, you know what's fixing to happen. Like, yeah. You have an idea. Yeah. That There's 130-whatever 100, RV spots. They're going to go. They're going to go Absolutely. They're gonna go pretty quick. But, man, if you, don't, if you have an RV, no-brainer. Get the fucking RV spot. Mm -hmm. If you don't have an RV, there's a couple different things. One of them is called RVShare.com. Yep. That's what I've used. And you, it's if you don't know what it is, it's just like Airbnb, but for an RV. I'm tempted to just buy the rest of the RV spots and then just put, you know, just oversell them later on, you know, just up the price. There you go. Scalper. Like, I'll take care RV of them right scalper. Now. So, Scalp them later on so basically, with RV set up. Basically, you just fucking get on the RVShare.com. You type in so what good. kind of RV you want, where you're going, what the date is. They book the RV. They trailer the fucking they RV They set out. it up, dude. They put, it so in the, they put it in the spot that you bought. They level it. They pop it out. They turn it on. Hook up the water. Hook up the water, the AC. And, and then you just show up. On your fucking, chopper, just ride in with the fucking, fucking place. shit, sleep and eat in there, and then you leave. Yeah, it's amazing. And then they come out and they fucking pack it all up and take it away, and it's not that expensive. Yeah. I mean, I want to say we got we've most of the events like for a born free, we got like two of them for the staff to sleep in, you know, and they're like between three and five hundred dollars for the weekend, you know, for that cheap for multiple people to sleep in there. Yeah. And then there's the fucking you know there's some fees. Yeah, I think I, I think I got the one I did in Tennessee was like a thousand bucks, and I got a fucking big one. You know, I got a family. Yeah, I mean, it, we we never paid a thousand bucks for one. We paid less than that, and that's with the delivery and the insurance and the there, there's a there's a five hundred dollar or there might be a probably a five hundred dollar like down payment that you get back. Well, I guess now I think about it, I did mine from like Wednesday night through Sunday through Monday. So. Yeah. Five yeah. days, a couple yeah. hundred bucks a night. Yeah, it was probably the same price as yours. Yeah. I just got it twice as much. Yeah, so that's the fucking way to go, man. You get an RV. I mean, you can tent camp, no problem. Mm -hmm. There's net, there's the RV cabins are gone, RV sites are gonna sell out, but there's no there's no amount of camping that's gonna sell out. No. There's endless tent camping through there. If so that, if the camping sells and out, there's also Henderson is gonna just. <laughs> I mean. The big questions everybody asks if they haven't been there is like, where is their hotels? There's a Motel 6 eight miles down the street. There's a Holiday Inn Select like 10 miles down the street. So there's places 
but I feel like those are going to book up. Have you looked at any Airbnbs in the area? There are some. There are some. Yeah, there are Gotta some. Be. Um, but the hotels are cheap and close, mm-hmm. but they're going to sell out. <clears throat> and if somebody, if the RV sites sell out, you can still rent an RV and have it parked out there, right? You could dry, you could dry camp yeah. with a van or an RV or a sleeper cabin or whatever, um, but you won't have water and power. Mm-hmm. You'll just be... But you got showers and shitters out there. Showers and shitters out there. And if you're in the backfield uh, in a camper, you can run a generator. Okay. So there can be... Sp- Generator spaces, non-generator yeah. spaces. Yeah. So, I mean, there's endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. But, man, the, to make it easy, if I was just going to fucking ride a motorcycle there, get that fucking RV. RV share and just show up on your motorcycle and live the dream. Live the dream. <laughs> live the dream. Even if it's for only one week. Live the dream. <laughs> ah, one weekend at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I'm excited for all of it. I mean, there's... Uh, I do think there is... A couple of cap, maybe, maybe only one or two, but there's a couple of cabins left for Southern Throwdown. Um, and the good news is the cabins are a whole lot cheaper at Southern Throwdown than they are born free. <laughs> Everything gets that born free price hike. Well, I was so stoked when I got hit up <clears throat> and was able to get a cabin. I figured that those would just be fucking. I mean, honestly, I would have thought if I, I mean here now here's what I would have done if I was Mike. I don't even know if I should say this, but I'd be like, this is part of the sponsor package, you know. You well, want to sponsor the event? Then they you did. get a fucking cabin. They did. They, they offered did? they offered sponsors cabin availability first, which is why they're already sold out. Okay. Yeah. Fucking beautiful. But it's you got so I mean you got the one of the small ones that's I got the not really one. great for sponsorship. No. Kind of No, it's perfect for me though. Yeah. And really You got the one bed one. Yeah, it's one bed. Yeah. Just me and Katie and then No, we'll... there's some big sponsors that got the ones that sleep like, you know, have like six beds and whatnot. Dude, but... those cabins are so fucking rad too. I took uh FXR Mike and fuck this other guy, I can't think of what his name is. The Sunday after Born Free, I just took them on a cabin tour. They it was their first time there. I was like, Well let's let me just show you around this place real quick. And we just walked in every fucking cabin. Dude, they're so fucking rad. Well, I'll tell you what, man, uh we had a fucking New Year's party out there. That's right. And man, it was kind of Big Daddy Woo's idea. Yeah, I hear he got shut down out there too. We had a great he, time. He had a good time, huh? He did. He did. He did fire off a, a weapon in a non-designated area. <laughs> um, but not not like dangerously. Yeah. But people were sleeping. And the gun goes off. It's close. Mm-hmm. You're like, that's not a firework. Yeah. Fireworks were loud, but come on. But the New Year's Eve party was good? Dude, the New Year's Eve party was great. And man, that is, uh, it was fucking, we had, I think we had 20, 22 or 23 couples. And, uh, you know, we had all-inclusive, open bar, uh, meals prepared, Damn. And live music and dance party. Uh, a costume a, party, we right? We had an 80s dance party, and almost everybody dressed up, and it was fucking killer. We are definitely doing it again next year. Yeah. You, you, oh man, yeah. Nobody, we were, we would, were nobody would love pitch. it more than your wife. Yeah. I guarantee you, dude. <laughs> it was her scene. Oh, I bet it was. I mean, she was greatly missed. Mm-hmm. You would have been enjoyed as well. I, I know I would have. Um, but yeah, y'all should, you should, I mean, and for New Year's, me and Audra for the last couple of years, we kind of just like, 
do nothing. Yeah. Like, stay away. You know, what are you going to do on New Year's? We stay at our house and watch everybody. We just try to make sure they don't burn down our place yeah. as they shoot off fireworks around us. But uh, this was the perfect, perfect New Year's, best New Year's we've had. Yeah. Like, was it all friends, small group, you know, slightly no, small No, we group. were stoked about going, and I was like, <laughs> we were, you know, I told Al immediately, like, yeah, we'll go out, we'll play music, and then I started realizing I was fixing to leave the country for yeah. like a month, three days after that. It was great though. I hadn't even unloaded but, my trailer from Born Free at that point. But that man, we that kind of event out there is fucking perfect. Yeah. You get a group of people, whether it's ten or fifty, and just go there for the weekend. Couldn't be better. Yeah. You know. So we're gonna do some more stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Some more small, limited, you know, just relaxation type. Yeah. get-togethers out there. Well, surely you guys are booking up for, like, weddings and people to throw parties um, like that. Like, surely there's, like, a business that would want to go out there and take had, advantage we've of. We've had a few. We've had a few um, retreats, family reunions. Yeah. Uh, one wedding. We are doing some stuff, some some remodeling, some renovation stuff that's going to make it much more... Uh, appetizing for for a wedding get together nice but man for something like that it's great because you got the dining room you can have dinners in you've got cabins where you know 50 relatives can stay you've yeah. got you know it's it's a pretty good deal for any kind of dude what about that giant fucking round table on the patio of the bar dude that that is so good we had so much fun out there born free i oh, was yeah. just the round table, dude, we were laughing so fucking hard. It was so much fun. Insane. Yeah. It got... I was expecting... Like, everybody was worried about some shit getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Didn't. No. Everything was great. It yeah. got wild, but in a good way. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. It's a right... It's a good good group of people. Dude, I, honestly, Born Free turned out exactly how I thought it was going to. Just fucking tons of great people. Filled up the place. At the gates, there was a line at the gates. I mean, I fucking knew that was going to happen. And everybody was stoked. I yeah. mean, it was... Yeah, that venue is like every... It has everything you wished the venue in California had. You know, staying on site, camping. It's just a different type of event. Yeah, like, I love. I have great time at Born Free California, but it's like... It's a completely different event. Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's a daytime. It's merch. It's bikes. It's hanging out. It's a lot of, you know, chilling and chatting. With a beer, and then you, everybody says, "See you tomorrow." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like later, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know everybody goes their separate ways. Yeah, and then you see each other the next day, and then you pack up. But man, this is Chaparama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited, man. I'm pretty everything going on this year. I'm bummed. I'm not going to Mama Tried. Me and Audra really really we're trying to make it happen i talked to warren warren was trying to help us out and i really appreciate him and i kind of you know i hit him up and asked him a million questions and and then had to bail on the end anyway so i yeah. feel kind of bad but i love those guys and i really you know it's hard to make it this time of year to drive all the way to milwaukee it's like it's not a money-making gig no you know i mean you have to make a lot of money just to pay for the trip you, know, you drive a, a truck and trailer up there. there. That's you know, that's fifteen hundred dollars right there. Just driving Easy. up there and back. So yeah, I'm trying to like locate a smaller trailer to take all my shit up there. My fucking big trailer's just it's 
But if you're gonna yeah. take a, if you're gonna go there, you want to take a bike. I'm taking, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm you want to take this. If you're gonna take a booth, you gotta take a booth. You know, it's hard to go. You can't just go in a minivan. No, no. You, I mean, you could, but you. You're going to wish you brought more. No, nah, if you go to a minivan, you're just going to just hang out. But, mm-hmm. yeah, we wanted to make it so bad. So hopefully a lot of people are going well, to Well, you can't drive. do any. You can't do everything. And that's and, what I had to like. That's what I'm trying to figure out now. It's like I had to take well, some things Well, there is a time in your life when you can do everything. Yeah. But that time in your life does not last forever. No, At doesn't. some point, you have to start. Pick, the older you get, you got to start picking and choosing what you can uh-huh. and cannot do. Like I... For 10 years, I was like a fucking ghost at Elm Street Tattoo. Just because you were gone I doing another thing? Yeah. I was gone three weeks a month for fucking probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so people, I had people that worked for me that never saw me. D- didn't even know you. <laughs> and I was like, and then you're like, man, I can't just keep doing this shit. Yeah. So now I'm, and then I was like gone, you know, at least one week a month. Yeah, I'm trying to get it to two weeks. That's like I was two weeks right. a month for when I had to shop in California. I was like, basically, I was two weeks a month mm-hmm. because I would go to California almost every month, but at least every other month. And then every month I was also going to all the conventions, you know. And I got to go to Italy. I got to go to Milan. I got to go to London. I got to go to Stockholm. I got to go to wow. San Francisco. Do you still do those conventions over there anymore? Not since 2019. Okay. I haven't left the country since the pandemic. That's right, yeah. I just recently started flying again. Yeah, and I hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Yeah. I fucking flew... I mean, I'm like a million-mile member. I was platinum, executive platinum on American Airlines. I was flying all the time, you know? Yeah. It's like, I go to the airport, and they're like, Mr. Peck. You know what I mean? Like, when you know the people yeah. You're on the plane... Like, when you get on and the stewardess recognizes you, that's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. I thought it was normal. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, welcome back, Mr. Peck. And you're like, but, uh, and then I didn't fly for two years. Mm-hmm. And I flew to fucking, uh, me and Andre flew to Cincinnati. I drove to Cincinnati with the box truck and trailer delivering bikes up there for the movie. Left my box truck and trailer up there. Rode home with Milburn Whoa. to and then we did some shit, because I was going to go back, back and forth. So I went there, drove up there, loved my shit. Drove back with Milburn. We stayed there for a little while, then drove back with Milburn. And then me and Otter were going to fly back up there and stay for a week, and then drive the box truck trailer back. So we flew. Whoa, hated it. What a, it was so miserable. We were on a brand new plane, brand new plane. And you know what, up with the new planes, the seats are even smaller. Really, and they're e- and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I have, and all my status gone. I got no, you know, all my status. I got no free check bag. Oh, I got nothing. I got fucking. I'm in the back of the plane, and this time, me and Otter get on the plane. I get in my seat, and Otter sits next to me, and I pull the armrest down between us. I shit you not, dude. That armrest is this wide. That armrest is less than two inches wide. And it's just a metal rail with a tiny little vinyl pad on the top. Mm-hmm. And I put it down between us, and I just look at it. And I look at Audra, and I go, hey, half that's mine. <laughs> don't, fuck, don't fuck around. <laughs> and we're just like laughing at each other. Oh like, and me gosh. and Audra are small people. Yeah. And we are like touching. Wow. I'm like, dude, Greg Christian cannot 
thick coach. He is a large man. I don't even think he fits. And he's not, I wouldn't even say he's, he's not, he's just large. Yeah, just a big guy. He's a big dude. I mean, if you fucking six foot three, you know, what are you going to do sitting back in that little last seat? No, you don't sit back there. I've been, dude, my buddy Randall's been spoiling the shit out of me. I've been flying a lot this last year and just fucking sitting up front with a bed going back and forth to South America. Dude, it's it's fucking crazy. It's amazing. It's fucking crazy. I was like, dude, this, and, and just dealing with the airport and dealing with the fucking everything. Like, I was so used to it. I was doing it all the time, and I was just, like, on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And now that I haven't done it for a while, I was like, fuck this. I'll just drive. Yeah. Like, literally, driving to Cincinnati is 15 hours. Yeah, do it. So, flying to Cincinnati... Seven? Is, like, at six or seven. Yeah, all together. It's not that much different. No. Everybody, you to drive all the way? I'm like... Phew. And stay out of the airport? Fuck yes. Because mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much different. Because you got to leave your house an hour. Yeah, but in a fucking go, car, you've got your shit with but, you. But you, you got to go to the airport. turn anywhere. You get to, you, it takes you, an, let's say it takes you 45 minutes to get to the airport. You got to get to the airport an hour early. Mm-hmm. Then you got to do all the shit and go to security. Then you got to get on the plane. Then you got to sit on the plane for two and a half hours. Then you got to get land, then you got to get off the plane, then you got to wait for your bags, then you got to go out and you got to, either somebody's got to pick you up, or you got to take an Uber, you got to take a fucking whatever, mm-hmm. and then and then it's an hour, it's 45 minutes from the airport to downtown Cincinnati, like, add it up, I'll just drive, Yeah. stop in Nashville, get some food, Yeah. fucking swing by my friend's tattoo shop in Jackson, say hi, fucking do whatever, mm-hmm. you know, oh, fucking, I'm just, I don't know, and the idea of going back to fucking Europe, I went to Europe like four to six times a year for fucking ten years. Now I got a fucking the idea of going back seems so miserable. Yeah, then don't do it. And if they even and if there's even a chance, even the slightest risk of the minuscule chance that even one person is going to ask me to put a fucking mask on, <laughs> I'm a fucking. I'm it's, that's enough for me to say fuck you. No, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't seen that at all lately past six months. I mean, I see people wearing it, but nobody's like, yeah, asking well, me to do anything. I'll tell you a story. Like okay. For all you fellow anti-maskers <laughs> out there, in case you were unclear, I am what they call an anti-masker. Uh-huh. Uh, which means, I ain't wearing a fucking mask. I ain't doing it. Yeah. I ain't fucking doing it. You know why I'm not doing it? Because my fucking grandfather, Charles William Young, would have told you to shove that thing up your fucking ass. He wouldn't do it, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna fucking do it. Uh, I can't imagine. I would love to see someone ask Charles William Young to put a fucking mask on. <laughs> Motherfucker was in France in 1942. You think he's gonna fucking put a mask on in Fort Worth, Texas? Oh, no. He gotta be fucking crazy. Uh, I got in a motorcycle crash a few months ago. Went to the hospital. This recent one that we talked about yeah. already. And they denied me service at the emergency room. Two months Pres- ago. At Presbyterian Two Hospital. Two months ago. Two months ago. Twenty no the end of November. First of December. When was it? Oh, it's like a couple of weeks before Christmas. Uh so yeah, December, whatever. Yeah, December. Twenty twenty two. Presbyterian Hospital, Dallas, Texas. Fucking 
near 75 in Webb Chapel. Those motherfuckers wouldn't let me no in. No fucking way. For not wearing a mask. No fucking way. And the supervisor came over and tried to explain it to me. And he's like, listen, sir, this is not political. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is it? It damn sure ain't fucking science. No. He's like, he's like, well, we have sick people. And I'm like, yeah, we've had sick people since the beginning of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I can't do it. I could barely walk. My hip, hematoma on my hip, I didn't even talk about that. Had a huge hematoma swollen up. I could barely walk at all. My ankle, I twisted my ankle, so my ankle was swollen. My fucking shoulder was, I mean, I couldn't even, I was like, and, and I'm just like, can't do it. He's like, well, you got to put it on. I was like, can't do it. He's like, well, you can just wear it for a minute. I was like, I cannot do it. I didn't say I wouldn't do it. I said, can't, I cannot do cannot it. Do it. I cannot do it. I survived from 2019 till now without ever putting one on, and I ain't starting, ever. And so Otter starts in with him. Damn, I didn't realize this. Otter starts in with him, and then she's <laughs> fucking pissed. She's like, he's injured, right? She's yelling at him, and he's like, ma'am, and I just like, she's in the middle, are you with him? I start hobbling towards the door. To leave, Yeah. to exit. I hobbling towards the door, and I get to the door, and I open the door, and the door opens automatically, and I turn around, and Otter looks at me, and I just go, I'd rather die in the fucking street. And the guy's looking at me like I'm crazy. Like oh, he's looking at me oh. like I'm an idiot. Like I'm just some stupid fucking white trash fucking idiot that's like obviously out of my mind because I won't fucking put a fucking mask on. For two minutes. And I'm just like, I'd rather die in the fucking street. Mm -hmm. And that, that sounds stupid. But at some point, everybody is going to get to a point where they will or will not do something. Mm -hmm. You need to decide where that line is. How far will you bend before you break? I realize that there is that line. I see the line in the future, so I stop now. I'm not gonna go all the way to the line and then turn around. Like, if you know you're gonna turn around, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you know you're gonna turn around, why not turn around right now? Why keep going? just to turn around later. That, to me, makes no sense. Mm -hmm. I'm on my motorcycle. I'm going down the highway. I miss my exit. Happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, fuck! And you try the last second, nope, you didn't make it. But then, you see a sign that says, next exit, nine miles. Nine most people, miles. most people will drive nine miles yeah. and take the next exit and you turn. I cannot do that. I pull over and turn around in the middle of the fucking grass median. <laughs> yeah. And if there's a wall pertaining to stopping you from crossing over the highway and turn around, I just turn around on the shoulder and drive backwards 600 feet to the exit I just passed. Yeah. I'm not driving nine miles, turning around, and then coming miles and miles back to be right where I am now. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. That is insane that I'm going to drive 18 miles because I missed the exit by 300 feet. Mm -hmm. Not doing it. So the same, same principle. You know, do you, do you or do you not want to live in a world where everybody wears a mask for the rest of your life? No, absolutely not. If you don't want to live in that world, stop right now. Yeah, quit participating. Quit, stop right now.
Don't say, okay, we'll do it for two weeks. Okay, we'll do it for six months. Okay, we'll do it for two years. They said two weeks. Mm -hmm. They said six months. It's been two years. It's been three years. I, the day one, the first time they ever told me to put a mask on, I realized that I did not want to live in a world where I had to wear a mask every day for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So I refused to even do it for one second. Other people, oh, I'll just do it for two weeks. Once you've done it for two weeks, what's another week? Yeah. You already did it for two weeks. Why not do it another? Months? You've already done it one day. Why not do it two days? Mm -hmm. You've already done it one year. Why not do it two years? No, I'm not doing it. I'd rather die in the fucking street. And that's stupid. Mm -hmm. And I'm an idiot. But I'm also the idiot that doesn't have a fucking mask on my face. So I'm mm -hmm. not doing it. Yeah, but that was my rationalization on the shots. Like, oh, if we need a shot now, we're going to need, like... We're only just setting ourselves up to need a bunch of fucking shots. Like, maybe some people need to die off. If we really need a shot, then maybe, you know, we can, like, if craft you, a better human hey, being. if you want to wear a mask, I'm, I don't care. Mm -hmm. If you want to wear a cowboy hat, I don't care. If you want to wear Skechers and look like a fucking loser, I don't care. You can wear Skechers. I mean, I see people wearing Skechers, and it's hard for me to believe that they did it by choice. But they do it. There's a whole store in the mall that sells nothing but Skechers. People obviously buy them. Why? I guess it's no self-respect. <laughs> the only thing I can, the only rational reason that I can come up with people that wear Skechers is because they have no self-respect. Or they don't care. They don't care. I'll just wear whatever shoes you give me. Fine. Wear Skechers then. I'm not doing it. I'm not wearing Skechers. I'm not wearing a fucking mask. I'm not getting a, and if you want to get a shot, if you need a shot, get a shot. So did the doctor turn around and like let you come in? Or no. You, you we went to, to a leave? different hospital. Oh, my God. And you know what happened at a different hospital? Oh, the same thing? Let me in, no problem. Yeah, no, no questions. No questions asked. Just bingo, bango. Fucking and in and this out. This was just like a public hospital? Just like wouldn't? I went, to, I went to Presbyterian first, and then I went to Baylor. And Baylor was in, no problem. Nothing. And they're fucking four miles apart. Wow. In the same city. Both major hospitals. Mm -hmm. Baylor is probably the bigger of the two hospitals. And they let me in. So it's very strange. It's very strange. It's obviously not real. No. What's crazy now is seeing like all the fucking shit still, like the stickers on things, the fucking plexiglass that, you know, you're on one side of it. <laughs> You move around oh, the side man. of it, the stickers on the ground. And this shit's all through South America, too. And I mean, I'm it's just... It's just there. It's like nobody... Whoever told the people to put them up never told them to take it down, but yet nobody wants to really take it down. You know, they're like, just, just what gonna are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I just... And I'm to the point now where I don't care if people... You know, I never care what other people do with their own life. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand why people care. You know, people like, you tell people that you're, you know, I mean, I didn't really even consider myself anti-masker until I got fucking berated so many times. I'm like, well, I guess I am. Mm -hmm. I am anti. I'm not doing it. I'm not anti-everybody doing it. I'm just, just anti-myself doing it. Yeah. Like I said, you can wear Skechers if you want. <laughs> it's a great comparison. It's crazy to me. I mean, so... Went to Baylor, no problem, in yeah. and out, fucking went to my heart doctor for the first time since the pandemic because they wouldn't let me in 
for two years. Wow. I tried to go. And so I'm in there, in there the doctor, in there with my heart doctor, and he's like looking at my chart. He's like, oh man, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you wouldn't fucking let me. And then he reads my chart, and he's like, oh, he's like, oh man, last time you were here it was 2019. And he was like, you're supposed to come every year. It's like a yearly checkup. I had a heart attack seven years, so now I go to the heart doctor every yeah. year. And they do tests and fucking whatever. And he's like, he's like, well, what's the reason that you haven't come in? And I was like, well, y'all wouldn't let me in the building. He's like, who wouldn't let you in the building? And I said, y'all wouldn't let me in the building. He's like, he looks like, why would I not let you in the building? And then he, and as soon as he said that, he goes, oh, this a mask thing? Clicked, yeah. And I said, well, I mean, I don't wear a mask, and y'all wouldn't let me in without one, so I couldn't come in. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, that's regrettable. <laughs> That's regrettable. And he's like, I wish I would have known. I would have, like, what would you have done? I don't know. He's like, I wish I would have known that was the case. I could have, whatever. Did he, he did. not know? I mean, huh? how did he not know? I mean, he didn't know that that was my reason for not coming in. Okay. okay. He knew that that was a policy. Yeah. And then he goes, and then he paused, and he goes, so did you get the vaccine? <laughs> no, he didn't. And I said. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Which, that is, he is my doctor. Yeah. So that is I medical guess information. Yeah, medical information. Okay. And so I was like, I did not. And he paused, and he goes, well, probably better off that you didn't. And, I said, and, and, and me and Audrey just look at each other with this <laughs> yeah. look on our face. From this medical professional. And he was like, well, probably better you didn't. And so I was like, went on with my day, fucking got my stress test, fucking got on my, and, you know, and I had to get blood work done, and now I go back in a fucking another week or something to get all the, you know, go over what all the, oh, yeah, what the, results all the stats were. and results and whatnot. And uh, so then I post on Twitter because I don't tweet much. I didn't know that you did at all. I don't tweet much. This but isn't like, did, this isn't like, a, I mean, like you went specifically to Twitter. I mean, I, I go to Twitter every once in a while. Okay. I use, most, I would say 50% of my tweets are to just say that Justin Bieber sucks. <laughs> For real? Yeah. And, and like, I'll, I'll, I'll like post on Twitter it's like, I don't oh, post on Twitter very man. often, but when I do, it's just to remind you that bus- Justin Bieber sucks. Oh, so that's stuff I said. So I don't twit. I don't post on Twitter much, but when I do, it's mostly to bump people, bump people out. Not really bump people out. But anyway, I post on Twitter. I was like, "Hey, went to my heart doctor today. First time in two years. Asked me if I got the vaccine. I said no, I didn't. He said, in quotes, probably better off that you didn't. And I tweeted it. Yeah. And all these people just going crazy. Like, no doctor would say that. Blah blah blah. This and that. Hashtag. And then, then I learned out. I learned. I mean, you posted this knowing that this was going to be. Well, I learned that there's a new thing that people don't. They hashtag that didn't happen. So all these people are commenting on my thing. Hashtag that didn't happen. Okay. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah. What do you, I mean? I mean, it happened. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and uh. My doctor is in this. You know who Doctor Peter? Is your doctor on T or on Twitter? He didn't see this, did he? I don't know if he's on Twitter, but uh, I'll leave his name out of it. But have you heard of Doctor Peter McClellan? Yeah. My heart doctor is in the same practice as him. Okay. Uh, and he is Peter McCullough is the guy that was uh, he was is, on Rogan. He's and they the, got he's the vaccination denier guy. Yeah, 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 that everybody was all pissed off about. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, hashtag that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. It is. Uh, you don't, you're on the Twitter? No. Oh, man. I mean, I think I have an MC Shop T account, but I don't remember. Yeah. I, don't, I can't pay attention to it very often. No. Um, there's not very many really... pictures on there, so it's not as enthralling yeah, for gotta me. Yeah, you got to read. I mean, got to read. I, um, I mean, I think, there are people, I'm sure, that post stuff I would enjoy reading, but I go find what they've got to say in other places. Uh, here's what I've learned. All the really, really good shit that's on other social media accounts that I don't follow, they get sent to me anyway. Yeah. I have enough friends... Yeah, and enjoy the same things as I do. Out there that whenever the they see some avenues. crazy shit, they just send yeah. it to me or send me a picture, a screenshot of it, or they tag me in it, and I see it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I mean, I'm not. I just wait to. I just my friends filter it to me. Yeah, yeah. I just the good stuff gets to you. You don't have to have Twitter to find it. Yeah, I just don't. Uh, I just can't. Even with Instagram, like I don't just. I do get sucked in the rabbit hole. Dude, you know? it's easy. What's crazy about Instagram is like some of the messages I get from some people. Like, and there's like multiple people. Never have I once ever responded or. <laughs> and they anything. just keep messaging. And they keep sending me the same, not same, but like, you know, the same Related kind of content. weird Related stuff. Related content, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's like. I, I don't even... But there's this... Like, are they sending this, it to other people or, like, maybe. am I in a group? Or? Yeah, when I see... There's a lot of things. Like, when I am on Instagram, I do, like, I see something, and I'm like, oh, I know who would like this. Yeah. And you want to send it to them. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's just an innate response to share yeah. like-minded things. So, I mean, Absolutely. I, I send, you know... I'm talking about people any, I don't even know. Like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I guess but, maybe they're listening to the show, they think they know yeah. what I like. Any or, cute that Any cute cat video I see, I send to Audra. Oh, yes, you get secu- You guys don't even have fucking cats. Oh, we got cats. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah, there's cats here. No way. <laughs> you don't see them, but they're here. <laughs> I don't even smell them, there's, dude. There's, in this front room over here, there's a cat room that has like a, a door to the, they have a little cat door to go outside. Okay. And then there's, in the back bedroom back here, there's a couple cats. Oh, wow. Uh, Otter loves cats. Um, but n- once you send someone a cute cat video, the the eye in the sky knows that you like cat videos. Oh, they keep putting them in you front get of you. so many goddamn yeah. cat videos. If you send somebody, a you Bill should Bur- watch the videos that Red Eye sends me. And the shit that that comes hey, up with. Red Eye sends me five things a day, <laughs> at least, and half of them won't open because they're a link to. They've Facebook. already been deleted they're or a, some they're shit. They're a link to Facebook, and and I just I don't even. You don't do Facebook, huh? I, I mean, I have it, but I never look at it. But when you're on Instagram and you hit a link, it wants to redirect you to Facebook, and I don't have that link set up, so it just won't oh, redirect. Yeah. So it just comes up, and you have to like go to Facebook to open it. And I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. No, no, That's no. another step. Yeah. But uh, some of the things he sends me are pretty funny. Mostly, uh, absolutely. Mostly, he sends me stuff that's like making fun of me. <laughs> that's awesome so he's not sending the same shit to everybody he's like individually sharing it with yeah. people but oh fucking red eye he's got a lot of time on his hands yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, but you know much. I I mean I don't get me wrong man I fucking love Instagram and I look at motorcycle parts and cool shit, and people send me things and links to stuff to buy, and mm-hmm. and and the oh dude, this the connections I made with that, like in the, South America, dude, I yeah. found the biggest collection of Harley parts 
in all of South America. Damn. And they invited me over and threw a party. They, none of them could speak English. That's all. Awesome. But they had pea shooters, flat. I mean, Oliver was insane. That's like, awesome. I couldn't even believe it. Thanks to Instagram. Yeah. I mean, Instagram is very cultivatable. You can you can direct your Instagram. Like, if, if you look at my Instagram feed, it's skateboarding, motorcycles, tattoos, skateboarding, motorcycle, tattoos, skateboarding. If yeah, you, they do a great job. If you post something, if I follow you, and you keep posting things that I have no interest in, like pictures of your children eating peas, I just block it. Yeah. Well, it'll block it for you, essentially. Well, like, I just... I just like, it's the faster you scroll past it, they just quit showing Yeah, but if you shit. block them... It's really done, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I don't, not, I don't always unfollow people, but I'll mute them. Mm-hmm. Like, once somebody has a kid, you might have to mute them. <laughs> because they're just going to... Here they come. Oh. See, and I get people say, I don't post enough of my kids. I'm like, you know, I don't... My kids, they don't need to be on the internet right now. I feel like if you, someone like you, motorcycle guy, that I follow and see all this cool motorcycle content and your trip and all that shit. If I start showing pictures of my kids doing jujitsu, I'm like, come on, man. Get a separate account. <laughs> get a kid account. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't do Your that. kids will be old in no time, huh? How old are they? Seven to nine. Fucking fighting. You got a long way to go. Fighting. Lots of fighting. That's what they do. We worked on the dirt bikes this week, getting the mini bikes. Fighting ready. with each other? Or I mean, fighting with other kids? Well, they've jujitsu. You know, they oh, did yeah. the World League's tournament last week. They got another one coming up. They wrestled. So competing. Today. Yeah, competing. Not like. No, yeah, I got you. Yeah. No, not like fucking, you know. No, if they would use the same energy they fight each other with at the house, like on the mat in tournaments, <laughs> they would kill it, you know? But they're just like, oh, he put me in an arm bar. No big deal. You know, like they, they don't have that. Uh, you know, and I didn't have it either when I was young, like really aspiring to be great. You know, like I didn't care. I'm out in the fucking Going through the left field, look chasing butterflies, you know, like whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, we're playing baseball. Like I'm really, essentially I'm hanging out with my friends. Yeah. We just happen to be playing baseball so that we can do that. Uh, no, they're good though. Fucking kids, man. Cat videos. How do we get down that fucking Instagram rabbit hole? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It'll suck you in. Yeah, it did. We didn't even pull our phones out, and it did. It's got a fucking uh, my my search deal. You search, press search, and there's just like tits and dirt bikes and old Harleys. I feel like they really try to push the porn aspect. Yeah, I mean, do they do it or? Is well, it- I think it's that those things get so many likes, so those things become recommended really fast. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I'm a sucker for it, for sure. Well, you follow a bunch of tattoo shit, and then you just get like girls showing, heavily tattooed girls showing their tits. I think you don't have to follow a tattoo shoot for that because I don't. Follow no, a but if you follow shit. whatever you follow, you're gonna get that kind of person <laughs> with tits showing their tits. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, that makes sense. If you follow a bunch of hip, yeah, because there's a bunch of dirt bikes with naked girls next to it. Like, oh, I, mean, yeah. I know she doesn't ride good. Uh, maybe. I mean, okay, maybe. Most of the time, the girls that ride good aren't posing naked next to their motorcycle that I'm aware of. They're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> As I said that, I, I realized that there are multiple girls. They're working like on it. They're working on it. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, uh, dude, I mean, we covered a lot here. Tattoo convention coming up. Uh, what is it? Southern Throwdown. The, what'd you call the mini bike race? Conquer the Canyon. Conquer the Canyon. Conquer the Canyon, March 19th, Yellow Rose Canyon. 
Uh, and then the big mini bike race at Born Free. Mm-hmm. $10,000 in prizes. Oh, man, it's going to be killer. Is that going to be like cash money? Is it yeah. going to be like frames cash. and bikes? I mean, cash. Just going to be making it rain at the Fucking, podium? Yeah. Fucking... Grocery sacks. Dude, how oh, we didn't talk about the fucking cash. chopper drags at Yellow Rose Canyon. I cannot believe that nobody wiped out in that fucking sand. There were so many people getting sideways and just fucking but, dropping hey, that, the, the hammer. The dude. way that the way that thing is, it's kind of this. It kind of art. It's kind of like a little concave. Yeah, where it's kind of held you in the middle. Yeah, even and when if you, you went start out. going to the left, it pushes you back to the right. You start yeah. going to the right, it starts pushing you back to the left, and uh, it's. It's just the right amount of soft enough that you can't get enough speed to like real. One guy went over the center. Did he go over? He just got stuck in the he got, center. Went over and got stuck in the center. Yeah, because yeah. once you hit all that big yeah, heavy, you can't tip. go to the other lane. But uh, that, and that's great. So nobody's Perfect. crashing into yeah. each other. Um, well, when you come out the end, you're fucking hauling ass, and it's just holding on for well, dear you life. F- you feel like you're going faster than you are because it's. It gets bumpy at the, once you get off the track. It's like pop, 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 pop. Yeah. But I mean, if you were doing eighty, it would be bad news. Oh, dude, nobody's doing eighty out there. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But everybody's yeah. like, "Oh man, you should fucking smooth it and pack it." I'm like, "Nah, it'll make it more yeah, dangerous." Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's more perfect. about controlling. I mean, it. that's like at the Fandango when we do those chopper drags out there on the horse track. It's like it's just loose it's enough first, to where it's like. I mean, first gear you go nowhere. Yeah. It's just throwing dirt. Yeah, you fucking rooster tailing the guy yeah. behind you. But uh, man, Fandango chopper races are are great, and they're going to be great again this year. Yeah. I think they're that. I mean, we've. I feel like the chopper drags is such an easy thing for everyone to be a part of. Yeah. And it's so much fun, and it's so much action, and it's just Fast. bam, 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 and you just if you win, you're back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you fucking. If you stall out two or three times to start, we give you another chance. <laughs> Dude, I was doing, I could not get my bike to go on that track this yeah, year. I mean, your bike was, just, was on its last leg, dude. It was on its last leg. I mean, you did pull the motor instantly after yeah. the yeah. chopper drag. Dude, the motor pulling party after Born Free was fucking great, right there on the patio. <laughs> I just stained that patio for life. You won't even have to like. That's great. It's like waterproof oh, it now. Yeah, it's waterproof now. Yeah, it's fucking golden. Yeah, oh man, good. we thought we also uh somebody needs to talk about that idea of the fucking teardown competition. Remember that? Remember that oh, idea? Vaguely, remind you, me. You came up with it or we ca- it was came up with while the motor teardown party like was. Like doing like a like a steel chainsaw type deal where it's like a competitive aspect of tearing down the motorcycles. Two teams got to pull a motor do a motor swap. Okay. And whoever can Kick it up and ride down. Instead of like a kickstart, you've started your bike and ride it across the line. You got to switch a motor out and then ride it across the well, line. Well, you just have to get it, switch a motor out and start it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, on stage in front of everybody. Two or three in people. In the sun. What, two people on a team? Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be funner to put four people on a team. You know, a lot of see how, Give me know, that, yeah. goddamn. <laughs> the smart team, there'll be two guys just standing off to the side. <laughs> handing the, 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 hand yeah. the parts. Yeah. yeah. Two people with wrenches and two people just fucking handing hand uh-huh. parts. Oh, man, it'd be funny. That's a, I mean, dude, there's so many things we could do out there. That would, I mean, I think that that's a doable thing, too, you know? And you just get two teams to do it as an exposition and, and be able to watch it. Yeah. It'd be fun. <clears throat> Swap the motor from your bike to your friend's bike. 
Or just you just have to pull the motor out. No, we get S and S to sponsor it. Yeah. Fucking donate the motor. Give everybody free motors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. How many people would sign up for that? I mean, dude? maybe the winner gets a free motor. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, you each get to use. Yeah, I don't know. There's something there. Call him up. Scott. Uh, call up Scott. Scott will make it happen. But we're doing Kickstarter competition in Fandango again, right? That's yeah, the plan? Yeah, we okay. can absolutely do that. Cool. Fandango. Um, yeah, we're going to play music at the Fandango. We're going to do the Chopper Show, the races. Are you going to get on the circle track or what? You got a flathead? Are you going to build a race bike with one yet? No, 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 no plans. No. No plans in the works. Got too much shit going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, hopefully we'll get some more flatheads down for that, for just any vintage bikes for that track. I feel like there's a few, there'll be a few more every year. Yeah. As long as it keeps going. I mean, it's building for sure. Mm-hmm. And this year... The other news, this year Fandango Racing is two days on the big track. Oh, God. Because that one day wasn't enough for me. Well, I'm just saying now you'll have... Two days of racing? They won't have to put every heat all in the same day. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So is this extreme guy running it again? Yeah. Okay. I think it'll just give him time to not have to... Mm-hmm. You know, pack, you know. Yeah, just narrowing it down. If you do like the prelims the day before, then yeah. you get day of practice and do the finals or yeah. however the fuck they do it. I mean, they had it last year, it was pretty tight. I mean, they had a lot of heats mm-hmm. and it was just, they had to do back to back for so long that you can only sit there in that stand and watch racing for so long. You know what I mean? Well, I think the big thing is communicating with the stands what's going on, you know, like. I mean, yeah, the speaker the system tough. is hard. Yeah, when the, and the speaker, you know, like... When Charlie Brown, teacher's telling everybody what to do? Yeah, that's... Wah, well, it's wah, just wah, like, wah, communi- wah, like wah, helping wah, the wah. people understand, like, why this race is more important than the last one they saw. You know, like, instead of, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know, that's a tough one. You're a great MC, dude. That's what you should be up there doing all day long. Microphone. Talking to everybody in the whole event. I mean, I could do it. I know you could. <laughs> You're great at it. I can do it. They call me up. Somebody called me up to MC an event, and I was like, "No, no, no, no I don't do that. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm, that is not. I am not the hype man." But I Oliver think you is. Too. Yeah, oh I mean, man, I, hey, can we tell a story? Absolutely. So, uh, Sturgis. Yeah. We had the fucking the pool party, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was cold as fuck. The pool was. The first day. Oh, yeah, I wasn't there the first the day. The first day, the pool party, and it was the prism party. Okay, yeah. The prism pool party, bike show, and they asked me to MC, mm-hmm. and they're like, I get there, we set up, it's all good, a bunch of bikes showed up, good turnout, but it's fucking cold. It was like overcast, not a, not a drop of blue sky, not a ray of sunshine, <laughs> And it was windy. And it was like the beach party. It was, was the theme of windy. the whole thing. It was windy. So it was chilly. Yeah. Like, and that, and there not one toe was in that fucking pool. And they hand me the microphone and they're like, all right, got to get some people in the pool. Yeah. That's your number one job. And I'm all like, 
what? Yeah. So I'm like, hey, everybody, welcome to the prison pool party. Burr, 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 burr. And I'm like talking up and like, oh, thanks to fucking Chopper's Magazine. Oh, check this out. Oh, look at this bike. Oh, look who's here. Oh, we got, you know, I'm talking up all the yeah, shit that's going on. Great the at it. And I'm giving this spiel about what's going on the rest of the week at Sturgis. And I'm like, here and there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, everybody, come on, let's get in the pool, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like a couple, like a while goes by. Mm -hmm. Like I'm supposed to do this for five hours. Maybe it's the it's the, the the span of the event. Yeah, two hours go by, ain't one motherfucking toe dipped in that fucking. People walk by, touch, nah. No. So then I'm like, hey man, we need to have like a fucking. We need to have a belly flop contest, and we need to offer some prize money, and people will, and that's how we're gonna get people in the pool. Yeah, and they're just like, okay, we'll do whatever. And so, there's a guy that works the event. And he's got, and somebody's like, man, I wish we could use that scissor lift. And the guy's like, oh, we can use that scissor lift. Perfect. So he pulls Perfect. the scissor lift over. <laughs> and like, we're thinking he's going to like, just be like, okay, you guys got to be careful. We're just going to set the scissor lift up. So people can just walk up on it, jump in. And the guy's like, oh no, we can raise it up. We can let people jump off it. And we're like, okay. So we, you know, so I start getting on the microphone and I get like all the sponsors to chip in some money. And I'm like. Next thing you know, we got $500. I'm like, all right, everybody, four o'clock today, $500 for the best belly flop, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's like, what, $500? Next thing you know, we've got 20 people signed up for belly flop contest, you know, and it's like everybody's in it. And sure enough, you know, when it came time for belly flop contest, that motherfucking corner was packed. Filled up. And there's fucking... You name it, every kind of person, you know. <laughs> there's fat biker dudes. There's fucking hot young chicks. There's fucking non-biker frat boys that just want to win five hundred dollars. Where that they are, came that, from? That were there knows? on their fucking bachelor party. Yeah. There's fucking every kind of you know, and it's like raging. It's a hit. It's great. Fucking goes off while I got a hitch. Mm -hmm. They raise this thing up like eight feet and people are fucking God belly damn. flopping off of it. And then two days later, there's another. It was the next day. The next day was bull riding. The next didn't day. Didn't we have, didn't, oh yeah, yeah, the, the next ne day was bull riding. The next That's day right. they got rid of the pool, they yeah. put a bull rider in there and had another chopper party. Mm -hmm. And then the next day they put the pool party because it was like. So were you there for the Friday's, other pool party? Yeah. You were there? Yeah, and so the other guy, the guys, the, the guys running the pool party the, the second time. The Pat, Led Sled. You were there no, with, the, I wasn't. with the bull ride. With the bull ride. You yeah. were like, I'm like, hey, you got to offer some money and get people yeah, on the yeah. bull. So And that worked out. But the guy who was operating that bull, I wish. They didn't have enough power to no, make no. the bull work. I wish we had the name of that guy that was running that bull. Because I would curse him to high heaven right now. He it sucked. was so terrible. He sucked. He terrible. sucked so bad. And that guy... They got upset because the way I was talking to the guy. He sucked. They came and they were like, hey, you, we can't be bad-mouthing. Like, that guy you know? sucked. And I was like, well, he, the fucking bulls, like, it's not even working. We could do more with a barrel on a fucking oh, yeah. rubber band, dude. This guy sucked. So anyway, the next, the third day, pool's back, pool party. Nice out. Yeah. The weather's great. People still don't want to get wet. They rode their bike down there. They're fucking walking around. They're shopping. They're going to restaurants. They want to get... Dude, I saw a bunch of greasy motherfuckers. Pictures of greasy motherfuckers yeah. in that pool. But they ended up getting in the pool. Okay. But, so they're like, we're going to do the belly flop contest. And I'm like, cool. Y'all should do it. It was great the other day. 
Cheap thrills are all for. I threw in a hundred bucks for the fucking. So they started collecting money. They got a prize. Uh, some fool don't know how to belly flop. You hear about this? You gotta, dude, I you have got? the video. I, t- I this is my buddy Zach, dude. The guy that hurt himself. Yeah. Oh my god, this guy don't know how to belly flop and dives in and fucking cracks his fucking skull. I got a great picture of. They him, cancel the whole belly flop contest. Oh, of course. Oh, I don't know how to look it up. They cancel the belly flop contest. Nobody gets the prize money. Somebody owes me a hundred dollars. <laughs> They didn't give the prize money away. No I way. fucking gave a hundred bucks in. I don't know who it is. Who was MC in this one? I can't remember his name. Was it Patrick? Pat from Let's Led? Might have been him. Yeah. Might have been him. Somebody. Somebody. He was part of it, I know. Yeah, he was definitely part of it. I think he was, the, but somebody owes me a hundred dollars. Okay. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to put that in the world out there. If you were there, if you oh. know. Somebody went to medical expenses. Somebody owes me one hundred dollars. Yeah, dude, that video Zach just like <laughs> just goes in like for a dive. Dude. We're like, as soon as that happened, we're like, we're out of here. We are unaffiliated. <laughs> we are unaffiliated with this event in all ways. And didn't somebody like jump off the stage that was playing music to like get in the pool and help him out? Uh, you just bailed. You didn't possibly. Even, you yeah. There for all like, that. Oh my god, I'm glad this didn't happen when I was in charge. <laughs> uh, well, there was a couple of close calls when you were in charge. We're always just like, oh, this people could almost go. hit the edge of the pool. Yeah, or, this could go bad. Or people are too drunk to be doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's a belly flop. Yeah. Not a dive. <laughs> Full just went in. That ain't gonna be good. But oh. then he, I mean, he cracked his head open, right? Yeah, he cracked his skull. I mean, bro, the picture I saw, he's got the gnarliest yeah, fucking black like, eye. And it's split. Concussion, and, oh, brain yeah. swelling. <laughs> oh, my I God. Mean, was I was like, good. oh, my God. I'm so glad I was not a part of this. Not good. He survived, though. He's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He went back to work fighting for But I wonder work. if they're going to, if that's a possibility. Absolutely not. They're, like, they're, they're not putting the pool back out there. They're not. Well, they're not going to let them use the scissor lift. <laughs> no, definitely not. Way to go and ruin for everybody. Uh, yeah, they're. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do at Daytona this year. They're talking about making a full rodeo though in Sturgis next year, like bringing in fucking real cows. Where? Like in Deadwood. There's a fucking rodeo grounds. Oh, there is. They, they've had rodeos here before. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, Oliver, I got to shut this down. Hey, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Oliver Peck, for being such a good host so I can host my show from your fucking wild living room, dude. Oh, it's so fucking rad. Uh, Oliver, you are a fucking marvel. That's right. Um, Go to mcshoptees.com. Check it out. Sign up for the T-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop Trust me, you're going to want to get next month's T-shirt. And uh, damn, I fucking put my shit on airplane mode and my computer's still dinging. Uh, LowbrowCustoms.com, KnivesMadeByNick.com, MotorcycleSherpa.com. Dude, just get on the internet. Fucking dot com it up, man. Uh, I've got some wild things in the works for you. We recorded a bunch of badass podcasts this weekend, and it was great. I got to talk to Brad Richards, head of design of Harley-Davidson. Haley came down from Canada, and she was fucking hilarious. 
Uh, it was really good, and we videoed it, so it's going to be on YouTube. That'll be coming out through the Mama Tried Flat Out Friday channels. The audio versions I will have here as well. And, uh, man, I can't wait to see you motherfuckers in Daytona at Bike Week. So, fucking get in where you fit in. (laughs) 